across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. and salute Lord Neil of Innes who passed away Catherine's headphones aren't working go and sort it out with Lady Alex you two are going to make a great team we salute and celebrate Neil Innes who passed away um was it yesterday was it yesterday good evening dear listener the late night alternative New Year's Eve special for those people what don't like New Year's Eve I'm Ian Lee Catherine Boyle is somewhere Lady Alex is manning the desk out there we are here for four hours until 2 a.m. I have no idea who was on before me. I have even less idea who was on after me. But I tell you this, I shall leave the studio in a much tidier, tidier condition than the one to which I found. If you want to take part tonight, very, very simple. You just pick up the telephone and you give us a call. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. There is a man crawling on the floor between my legs, desperately trying to fix the messed up headphone situaziano that we find ourselves in. How's it going, Alex? Not good. Not good. Not good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This may have been like this for the whole Christmas period. We just don't know because the B team has been in. 
You can tell a station's calibre by the B team, and let's just say the calibre of this station is excellent because we have Mr. Howard Hughes filling in for us, and he will be filling in for us for the rest of the week. What's the, what's the... It's that box. What box? On your side. Nothing to do with me. I'm not touching that box because when I touch that box, bad things happen. But when I touch this box, we get to speak to Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Hiya, boy. Hello, Alan. Hiya, boya, mia, boya, mamma mia. How was your Christmas? None of your beeswax. No, good old, uh, can't believe it. New year, new decade. New year. Well, technically, it's not a new decade. I mean, te- well, technically, the end of every year is the beginning of a new decade. But um, this this decade, am I right in thinking, maths fans, that this decade w- doesn't end for another year? Well, that's, that's if you believe the new millennium started in 2001. Well, I believe you can't start on a zero. Well, we have the year 2000, when we had 2010. Yeah, I know how years, I know, yes, no, I, yes, I know years, but you can't start on a euro. Uh, on a euro? Wow, there's, a, there's euro? a Brexit reference. On a zero. Jesus wasn't born in the year zero. Jesus was born in the year, it was born. 4 on, BC. On, what? I think it was the year 4 BC. How could Jesus be born on the year 4 BC? Do you know what the BC stands for? Before Christ. Yeah, exactly. So he can't have been born four years before Christ. He was Christ. That's what Jehovah's Witnesses were telling me. Were they? Yeah. The Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't know much about the Jehovah's Witnesses. I always try and chat to them when they come around. You, 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 the Jehovah's Witnesses were telling you that Jesus was born 4 BC? Yeah. That is incredible. Incredible. And also, I've got my predictions for the first celebrity death of 2020. Oh, my God. I don't know if I want to play that game. Oh, look, say, i got my first prediction. Okay, well, let's let's hear it. But it's not really a game I want to play all night. Federal Europe. Because we're leaving, baby. So the death of... You're predicting the death of Europe. And that is literally will be the final countdown. You're predicting the death of Europe on uh, and a game that we're not prepared to play for the rest of the evening. Because we're going out. Okay, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Here's the thing. I have not read a single newspaper uh, in pretty much the last two weeks that I've been off. And I've not watched any of the news programs. And I've switched on, like, newsy radio for a few minutes and then just thought... I don't need this. I don't need this. So I've switched off. So I've been listening to music radio. I have been listening to uh, Kiss. I have been listening to compact discs. I have been reading books, and I I don't know what the hell is happening in the world. And and my head is a whole lot better for it. Well, we we've had bus fires in Australia. Have you? Well, you're in Australia, are you? No, no, I'm just telling you. Well, what they have. You right. haven't. Okay. Well, let's. Here's the thing, Alan. Stop. I, I felt better when I didn't know bad things were happening. Now I know there are bushfires, so I feel bad. But we're still celebrating New Year's in Sydney. Stop. Okay. Well, that's great news. Here's the thing. Why don't we just everyone phone up and just say good things tonight? Every four 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 nine nine one five. Let's quit joy and happiness to the world. Said the man who just told us that Australia is burning. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's get Catherine's microphone on. Catherine, do you have headphones? No. Why? None of these headphones on this side. <laughs> None of these sockets are working. Now, someone. 
she's genuine. Here's the thing. I'm laughing. She's in the studio she's with headphones on and couldn't hear anything and didn't say anything. She's genuinely peed off. As I am. you should be. I am. As you should be. Four hours. It's quite important that I well, am able to hear the calls. As we that one not work? None of them work. None of the sockets work. My Actually, socket works. Your socket does. None of the guest contributor <laughs> sockets work. <laughs> I wonder where that is. <laughs> what if I trick it by having my... Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm what? on it. That I'm one on works. There we go. All right. Now... Flipping it, man. Can we... This is sabotage. Can so we basically, leave the contributor headphones, on, the whole desk don't work. All the contributors work. here, none, none of them are... They don't even have their microphones turned on when they come in. It's all about the host. They've all had their headphones on today and they don't work. Uh, can we leave the soundness outside now? Outside, as we say goodbye to 2019 and hello, oh, I would like to be able to help you with that, but I think it's genetic. I hate, I hate New Year's Eve. I hate it. That's why me and Catherine are always very, very happy. Um, for the Greeks, here's a Greek reference for you. This year, oh, it's a ketsy. But generally, we're very, very happy to work New Year's Eve because I don't like it. I've never, let me just think. I've never had a successful New Year's Eve. It's always ended in um, lonely disappointment. I think you know what, what I mean by that, lads. Or an argument. Uh-huh. Or vomiting. Never, I've never had a successful New Year's Eve. That's why this is a New Year's Eve show for those g- guys and gals what don't like New Year's Eve. We won't even mention it that much after this. I had a couple that were good. The one I can remember just about that yes. was good... Involved me dressed as Supergirl. Hi, Chihuahua! Doing the conga in the street. Well, there you go. The conga, by the way, is a grossly uh, <laughs> undervalued part of British culture. People say that we don't have like a national dance. I, I, and some people go, oh, it's, um, what are the fellas with the balloons and the bells? The Morris men. No, 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 no. It's the conga. The conga is the dance of Britain. And as, as we follow our plough, uh, can I do my Brian Walden? I think that's what the kids want on uh, the last two hours of, of 2019. <laughs> I'm Brian Walden as we plow our, plow our plow, as we plow our plow out of uh, Europe. Uh, we shall be congoing around the British Isles uh, with two fingers up to Merkel and her ilk. I'm Brian Walden. Because as we know, you couldn't conger anymore the no, whole time. You couldn't conger under EU rules. You could barely do the um, okie cokey. That's How? someone with a clipboard well, turning up. And that's what it's all about. How would I say your name? Oh, M. Ray! Yeah, hello, Ian. Hello there. Um, I was watching your stream the other day, it was one on Twitch, and I've not called for two years, so I thought I had to call Two that years? What, what was, what was happening in those two years, M. Ray? Were you in prison? Were you, were you abroad? Were you on the run from the, the feds, the popo? What was going on? I was watching Piers Morgan. <laughs> For two years? And you're... What the hell have you poisoned? I mean, it feels like he's on telly all the time, but I didn't realise he actually was. You have poisoned yeah. your mind by watching that imbecile. Anyway, Ray, you are now back on the safe side. You're speaking to angels. Uh, what can I do for you? Right, so I wanted to ask about Good Morning Britain, which is quite funny, really. Um, mm. So, you know when you have your earpiece on? Yes. What's actually going on in there? Because I've heard so many stories that they're all just shouting at you. No, like, here's the thing. All right, so when you're on TV, as I haven't been for a while... You have a little earpiece. I wear it in my left ear. Most people wear it, most right-handed people wear it in their right ear. I wear it in my left. It always confuses the sound guy, but I do. Is it because you're more likely to turn the other face <laughs> side to camera? No, 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 no. Why no. then? I just, I just, when I have a phone call, I hold the phone to my left ear. That's yeah. just the way I do ah. these things. Ah, a weirdo. 
And okay, that's one. That's certainly one thing. And you can have your earpiece. This is a fun thing to talk about. You can have your earpiece open or switch set to switch. Open means it is open to the gallery all the time, which means you can hear everything. About 20 people in the gallery, it means you can hear everything that's being said in the gallery. I can't, I can't work like that. I cannot work like that. I have it set to switch. What that means is, when the director wants to talk to me, they hit a switch and they go, Ian, um, we need to wrap this up. Can you finish this in 35 seconds, please? And trust me, when they say finish in 35 seconds, I, I will go on for another three or four minutes. Uh, but so I ha- that's, that's how I have it set, Emre. I have it set to switch. That's pretty cool. Because I see Piers Morgan shouting at them a lot. In the oh, Piers Morgan is a bully. Piers Morgan is a thug. And Piers Morgan gets <laughs> paid a lot of money to pretend to shout at people. It's an act. It's an act. It's an obnoxious act. One that I'm hoping that as, as a people, as a generation, we can move away from. But it's it's an act. The whole thing on Twitter. I've met Piers. Lovely. Really, they blocked me on Twitter. I quite like him. Uh, I think his views are abhorrent, and I think what he spouts is fairly dangerous. But but he gets the viewers and he gets the big bucks, and let's just say I'm not back on that show anymore. Why? I don't know. I I don't have the answer to that question. I did text him. Get rid of Richard. Sorry? (laughs) Get rid of Richard Arnold. Get rid of Richard Arnold. Exactly. Let's let's, let's, let's start a cabal to get rid of uh, Richard Arnold, shall we? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What? What's going on on that roof over there? Looks like someone's bouncing fire. Yes. It's, oh, uh, fireworks! Fire it's not fireworks. It's not What's fireworks. It? Why that. is it going up and down? And let's see if we can just um, zoom in just a little bit. There we go. I'll close the blind because you shouldn't be looking out the window. You should be looking at me, concentrating on me, concentrating on the show, having a lot of fun. Oh three. <laughs> <laughs> oh three. <laughs> Oh, I've missed this. Four! The, the listeners haven't. <laughs> Neither has management. Oh, three! <laughs> four, four! Four! <laughs> hang on a minute. Mark, why? Hang on a minute. I'll take this. Mark, why do you keep calling up and then when Lady Alex answers the phone, you, you disappear? Oh, well, I've not had this. The phone's not been answered. Um, the, I've seen him answer the phone! Well, like, he's not come through to the phone. I have seen, I have seen this guy. Alex, defend your, defend thyself, witch. Literally pick the phone up and he hangs up. I think you're impatient. What's going on with you, Mark? before I speak to him, so, to be fair. Ah. Mark, you're, you're live on talk radio. Yes? Good evening, guys. Jeez, can we have some people that sound, I know we're not allowed to do this anymore. It got banned in radio, but when you, um, years ago, and I was never really party to this. I was around when it happened, but mm. it, it was never on a show I did. You say you're giving away a James Bond VHS box set. And the reason I'm thinking of that is I used to work with Alex at another radio station. I know for a fact that a producer fixed it so that he won. <gasps> Do you remember the producer? I won't, no names, no pack drill. But a producer rigged a competition so he got the James Bond VHS box set, right? Gosh. But... You would do a competition, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, the person answering the phones, yeah. right? Wouldn't be a producer back in the 90s. And you're phoning in. Um, hello, you're through to the uh, radio competition. What's your answer, please? Hello, is the answer Scaramanga? Okay, um, and how excited would you get if, could you make your excited voice, please? Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid the, the prize is gone already. Sorry about that. We'll go to, ne- going to go to the next call straight after. Hello, uh, line two, you're through to the radio competition. <laughs> Is the answer Scaramanga? Uh, 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 what noise would you make if you were? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you just, just, just hold down, I'll put you through, I'll put you through, you'll be on air in 30 seconds. That's how they used to do it, oh. right? You're not allowed to do it any, you're not allowed to do it any more. But can we do it with, just like regular phone-ins? Can we fix 
regular phoning so that people sound enthused? I believe the way they used to do it in the olden days with horses is with a sprig of ginger up the old jacksey. Can we put some ginger up your bum, Mark? If you want to. I want to! I'll warm we... it up first, hang on. <laughs> Bend over. There you go. Thank you. Right. Can we have a little bit of enthusiasm? Yeah, I'm enthusiastic. I've just finished a nice 15-hour shift. Oh, okay. Well, come on. Okay, then, Mark. Okay. So, yeah. So, what I was calling up to see is how Catherine's getting on with the clicker for the cat. With her what? With my clicker. The clicker for the cat. The that you click and the cat comes Jeez, I mean, I, I really thought four hours we would we would steam through and do a. So far, we've had uh, a phone <laughs> call from an idiot. We've had a call about earpieces, and now we now we've got a guy who, who uh, I think may have died three weeks ago <laughs> talking to us about a cat clicker. It's very exciting times. As opposed to a cat. Basically, she'll do anything if she's hungry, uh, Mark. So it, okay, it, cool. it's very hit and miss at this point. I'm hoping that she will su succumb to the training schedule, or I'll give up. Oh, because I've seen it with dogs before. I just no, <laughs> no. Let's start again. Let's have the break. This is talk radio across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I've got no idea what's happening. So the, the headphones don't work in this place. We're away for, let's, let's be generous and say two weeks. And the headphones don't work. Someone's, get down there. Sit down there. Someone's controlling my faders. Someone's controlling my faders remotely. Where's my computer fader? Get down there. <laughs> is this the same guy? Hang on a second. Let's let's just see what's going on. Is this the same? Hello? Is that the same Mark? Uh, what same Mark? No, it's a different, different mark. mark. Okay. It's other Mark. Mark Here we go. 2.0. Yes, Mark. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Happy New Year for later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'll save it. <laughs> That's one in the bank, isn't it? <laughs> Cap, save it for an hour of 40. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Marcus. Uh, Ian, just two things I wanted to talk about. Have, yeah. You're a gamer. Have you got a Nintendo uh, my Switch? My anus. My, I'm a gamer. No, no, you're a gamer. You're I'm a gamer, gamer. yes. A gamer. Loves the games. I'm a gamer. Right, well, so I bought my son a Nintendo Switch for for Christmas, and the game, the games I got him aren't that great. What, 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 what? lost interest. What games did you get? Uh, Luigi something or other. Luigi Ghost, Ghost Mansion. Luigi's that's Mansion it, um, 3, hello, yeah. Hello Neighbour. Oh, that's rubbish. Hello Neighbour. about a neighbour being a murderer? Yeah, Hello Neighbour. Uh, the only yeah, way yeah, I know, yeah, uh, my son yeah, played yeah. that, but the only way you can complete Hello Neighbour is by watching on how they do it on YouTube, because it's the most convoluted, complicated puzzle game in the world. And also Mario Kart. We weren't at... Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this a prank call? Oh, no. We got oh, no. Is this a troll? Are we being trolled? <laughs> is this the other radio station trolling us? You didn't like Mario Kart? Well, maybe it's because we haven't played it on the telly yet. We've just played it on the Switch because we were at me mum's for, for, for Christmas. So maybe we haven't put it on the telly yet. So is it mm. better on the telly? Mario Kart is one of the... Gr you, sir, are a, are a scumbag. Mario Kart, Come sir... Come on, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, uh, scumbag. Yeah, New Year's Eve, you're, 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 you're our first... 
you're our first, and thank you, Mark, you've given us a, a, a feature. We haven't got any material. I haven't even looked at the papers. We have our first feature, New Year's Eve scumbags. <laughs> and the first award, Mark, the first award goes to you for besmirching the name of one of the greatest video game franchises in the world, Mario Kart. And I've played this iteration of Mario Kart. Mario Kart is awesome. I didn't think I was going to get an award like this on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm writing it down because I like that. First one goes to Mark for Mario Kart. Also, one more, one more thing. Hang on a minute. Let me, then, let, me tell, let me just tell you one game you've got to get because I got this for my boys and we had so much fun, like, actually laughing. Just a minute. How old is your son? Uh, nine. Yeah. Okay, your, your son liked Mario Kart, you didn't, and you imposed that on him the same way that people do with religion. <laughs> what, uh, the game that I bought for my son, and we were laughing so much, and I'm, I'm gonna nick it off him, because I wanna play it and stream me playing it, is Just Dance 2020. Oh god! Oh, Just Dance. I wish I, I have a video of it, but it's got my son in it, otherwise I'd post it. It is, I'm gonna take my horse up the Yorkant Road, I'm gonna <laughs> ride until I can't no more. I did two dances yeah. on, uh, Shattered. Just Dance. Still aching yeah. today. Still oh, aching today. Mark, mate, you might want to have a couple of sherbets, but get that, you, your boy might as well. Get that, <laughs> set that up. It's better on the big screen, but we did it on the small screen. We rested it on a bookshelf. Uh, we, we, books go there. You may not know that. And we danced, and it was the most hilarious thing. And then my seven-year-old is dancing, and, and he's, the next day he's singing this song. I said, where did you get this song from? And he said, oh, it's from Just Dance. Ooh. And this, this is the song he was singing. Um, um... Back streets, back. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, what a dude. Get that, get that game, Mark. You'll love it. It's funny, funny, funny. Uh, go on. What else, Joe? Here's another oh, recommendation. Go on, Kath. If you want to play a game where, you, hang, on. hang on, Mark. If you want to play a game where you play together and probably end up screaming at each other because you've got to work together on something. Yeah. Overcooked, and it's not expensive. Oh, I hate that. I can't no, no, do no, it's it. great. It's one of these games where you're in a, you, you're two little chefs. Or more. It's one of these games where you're two little chefs, as though there's a whole genre <laughs> of two, two little, little chefs. Chef and you have to work together to get as many meals out as possible <laughs> while the uh, customers get increasingly irate. It's brilliant. It is fun. I struggle with that because uh, it's fiddly as flip. But <laughs> I, oh, talking about meals, that, that, that puts me on to my next. Oh, there we go. This is fun, you. Right. So I was standing here with a parson of June Whitfield, yeah? Because well, I used on. to love a bit of Terry. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought she died eight yeah. years ago, didn't she? She died like two or three years no, ago. No, 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 she died yesterday or the day before. No, Catherine, please. Why 29th of December Catherine, 2018, yeah. 2018, that's last year. Yeah. It's a year, oh, right. It's so a year ago, Mark. Of things on Twitter. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, I saw <laughs> loads of things on Twitter. Uh, uh, right, so, yeah, I can't say the next bit then, if she died. Thank uh, you very much indeed for your call, Mark. There we go. going to have to just deal with that, that, the, that news like thing. Here's in. the thing, a lot of people die again and again and again yeah. because old tweets are rediscovered and retweeted as new. And someone yesterday um, made a kind of Sergeant Pepper collage of everyone that had died this year. And I was looking through it and I was thinking, wow, they only died this year? Like Doris Day, I thought, died years ago. Yeah, she died this year, uh -huh. yeah. Well, it's good that's got Peter Talk and Neil Ennis in it. Oh, I cried. Um, I was streaming. Um, are streaming on Twitch, and we just had a nice meditation because I really want. I'm meditating every single day. David and Ed, stay there. I will come to you in a minute. I promise. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I was meditating, and it just came out of the meditation. So everyone's feeling very relaxed. And I scrolled through the chat to see what I missed. And uh, our friend Pete, uh, friend of the show, former 
Apprentice correspondent, mm -hmm. no less, said that Neil Innes had died, and um, I burst into tears. I burst into tears, and I don't quite know. I think I've got a theory. At the time, I didn't quite know why Neil Innes had me actually bawling my eyes out. B a w l, bawling my eyes out. And I went and got. I got a couple of weeks ago. I got. Um, I, I crowdfunded his new album. Although I didn't get sent the album, but I, I, I bunged a few quid towards the album, and I think it was like. There's only 30 quid or maybe 50 quid, which still seems very, very cheap. He would handwrite the lyrics out of one of your favourite songs of his. And so I got him to do Double Back Alley by The Ruttles, which is their version of Penny Lane. And it's just great. And I've got it framed. And, I, I, and we played Double Back Alley on the stream. And I'm holding this picture. And I just went. I was just in absolute, like, sobbing. I think, and it is really sad. And I, I, I was lucky enough to interview Neil Innes maybe eight or nine years ago, I was talking to him about coming on the show, but uh, Neil Innes is one of the worst people to try and arrange an interview with, because you do it through him or his wife. I think his wife's name is Yvonne, but I may be wrong. Yes, or I think is, she is. Is Yvonne or Yvette? I think it's Yvonne. And um, I've messaged him and said, Neil, do you, you want to come on? Oh, yep, I'd love to. Give me a date. And then send him some dates. Wouldn't hear back. You'd email him after that date. Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot. It wasn't him being rude. It wasn't him being... He just forgot. He just forgot. And I love that about him. Here's my theory as to why Neil Innes affected me so much, right? Uh, and I think it ties in slightly with when David Jones died, right? Because I really associate, I remember seeing the Ruffles when I was about 14, 15 years old. I remember going to a record fair in Slough in a small church hall behind the high street. There was a guy there called Keith Badman who sell, was selling bootleg VHS videos and he did a really bad gruff really horrible grunt that stunk the place out. He now writes, he's now a respected rock biographer, this Keith Badman. Gosh. And I, I'm guessing he works alone a lot. Yeah. And, um, I bought the Ruttles, and I don't think I've got it anymore, the Ruttles on vinyl for like £2.50. I've never seen I know you haven't. It's great, but the album's even better. And it was this beautiful vinyl thing with a with a booklet, and I've I've lost it. I've lost it. And that was when I was about fifteen. And fifteen was when things started going really wrong. Fourteen, fifteen is when things started going really wrong for me. My dad leaving me, kind of getting involved in horrendous kind of sexual escapades with with gentlemen. Um, and that was when things I became very angry. For, for a good few years, but it kind of started there. Very, very angry and very lost and very confused. I got lost. Got lost around about 14, 15. I was a bit lost before, but... They're, they're. And I was wondering if his death... Because when he died, the first thing I remember was picking up that album out of a tray in this record fair in Slough. And it took me straight back to being 14, 15. And I wonder if that's why I'm crying, because I identify with that so much. I don't know. A little bit of cod psychology there. I don't know, but but of all the deaths this year, Neil Innes, that was the one. That was the one that got me. Um, let's go to David Babcock. Me. You. Is that your name? Well, yeah, I suppose. It's okay. Hello, okay. Well, if that's your let's. Okay. Oh, what is wrong? Why? <laughs> Oh, where is the vibe tonight? Know. What's it all about, Babcock? What's it all about, Babcock? I don't want to be, um, 
I'm, uh, I'm having a poo right now. Okie oh, dokie, oh, we'll come God, back to you in a few really? minutes. Let's hear, let's hear an advert from one of our colleagues, and hopefully during that time, David Babcock will have finished his toilets. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Smooth? <laughs> Smooth? Hello. Can't you can't blame us for that one, <laughs> David? Have you finished? Because we're we're doing like a, this is our mature show now. This is our new mature style. So I'm hoping you finished. There's nothing not mature about it. We all do it, but sadly, no, it's one of them ones. Okay, okay. David, what have you got for us, David? Does he mean no? He's not. David, th- let's not dwell on it. David, he's the, dwelling on it. The singer. What? Because David is now a singer. Oh, I noticed. Performs yeah. online, singing online with strangers and friends alike. Mm-hmm. What have you got for us this evening? Well, uh, it's, it's just, you know, 2019 has been and gone. Well, not still, quite. Not quite, mate. Nearly. Um, mm. I'm afraid there's nothing entertaining about it. I was just going to say a little thank you to you, you two. That's entertaining. How are you going to thank us through the medium of, well, you can't really move. Are you going to sing? I can't move at the moment. Could you um, sing? I mean, jeez. I, I oh. didn't, I didn't want it to be this way. I didn't want to be, you know, on Okay, well, let's, well, okay, it's moving away from that. So, well, okay. Well, there were times, I don't think you realise, uh, just how life-changing you've been for me. Um... And I think it's because of over the Christmas period when you weren't on, it's um, brought it brought it home. You had to spend time with your baby, didn't you? I've got, got a baby. There we go. You see, father. this guy's a this guy's a New Year's Eve scumbag. He yeah. denied. I write this down. Denying the child. Um, Babcock baby denied. How many babies have you got, Babcock? I don't. He doesn't want to say. Not got, right. No, it's like I've Boris got, Johnson. I've not. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I feel like I'm giving birth to one right now. Well, that's another. Oh, okay, come, come on, on. No. come on, let's oh, move sorry. away from that, please. You no, have move no idea. Move away from that, please. Come on. Don't move away until you've done. Cass, I, I just wanted to thank you both. Yes. Because there were times when I didn't have anyone, and I used to listen to your show, and it was quite like having a couple of friends talking to me. But we're not friends. And then, oh. right. I'm trying to be sincere. Could you speak into the phone? You, your sincerity oh. is making you sound very muffled. I'm so sorry. Good. I, that, okay, that sounded sarcastic. That's more like it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you, you don't realise the service yep. that you provide okay. to a lot of people. Yep. And Just hurry up a little bit. A lot of calls oh, to get right. through. You, 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 have I played some part in your life as well? Who is this? David Babcock. No. Right. Enough of that. I've heard, I'm not going to go into too, too much detail, you are going to be visited on the stroke of midnight by a spirit. That's all I can say. Oh. Oh, now he's threatening us Threats. with ghosts. Supernatural Here we get to the point. We get to the point. He phones up pretending he wants to, to say nice things. He phones up to threaten us with one of his ghost chums from beyond the grave. Well, Listen. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, David. I'm a bit afraid. Listen, wild guy, you've heard the, the, the Christmas Carol story. I've, I, I haven't, actually. What is it? Sounds rubbish. I mean, Ebenezer Scooge and all He's a good. Three. You're a goose. Oh. Thank you very much for your call. What, a, what an absolute, absolute piece of, hairy piece of trash. What a way to end the year. Absolute hairy piece of trash. Oh, three, four, four, 
499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome to. I'm glad Christmas is done. I don't like Christmas. I don't like Christmas. And I don't think I've ever really liked Christmas as a young kid. I always felt it was my duty to keep the equilibrium going between everyone. And I had a nice Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I spent Christmas Day at my sister's with her and my brother-in-law and my lovely niece and nephew. Second Christmas Day without the boys. Um, so I was prepared for it. Yeah. Great dinner. Oh, this is, this is how great the dinner was. I sent, like, we sent a load of roasties to the bin. What? What was I thinking? I could eat those roasties now. I've never done that in my life. Great dinner. Great company. But... I'm kind of thinking next Christmas, if I don't have the boys, and this is no in any way slight on, on, on my sister or anything, it was really nice to see them, I've got great presents. Just think, uh, a week ago, I didn't have any onesies. Now I've got three onesies. I have three onesies, one from you, Catherine, thank you very yes, much. Yes, describe them. Uh, I've got a Superman one, I've got a cat one, and I've got a normal, normal one. What's the normal one? Just black, isn't it? Oh. Just black, normal one. Evening attire. Sexy. <laughs> uh, the penguin one, the, the cat one looks like a penguin, but but I'm kind of thinking, next Christmas Day, if I'm not got the boys, and that's up for debate, I might just spend it on my own. And people go, oh, no, no, you can't do it. Yeah, I think I can. And I think it would be all right. I, I might hate it, in which case I'd never do it again. Because I had plenty of oh, I had plenty of offers. My mate Connor, my mate Chip, they all asked me. There is a difference between... Not going out because you don't want to go out because yep. you'd rather stay in yep. and not going out because no one's thought of you. I think I would be very happy watching the look, getting up late, feeding the cats, watching some DVDs, playing some Call of Duty, reading the book, having a pizza, and, and then going back to having a doze and going back to bed. I, th- I think that is actually m- my perfect day. That's what I've just described there as my perfect day. So why not do that on Christmas Day? I, I, I'd, I'd get the kids on Boxing Day. Uh, and then my sister came, normally comes over the 27th, stays for a couple of days. So I'm not really missing out on anything. I felt, and I know that I wasn't, right? So this is not in any way a judgment on my, my family. I felt I was an imposition on my sister. And I, I know I wasn't. I know that's totally coming from inside my head. I know that. And that's just the way I am. I think a lot of people are like that. When you're kind of sat in someone else's house, when it's like a, an intimate time, that you kind of think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. That totally comes from me. No, in no way did my sister make me feel like that at all. But I, I, I think my ideal Christmas, I always thought it'd be really sad and really lonely, but no. It wouldn't. No, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And now I know that when the boys come on Boxing Day, we have a wicked laugh, man. We have a wicked laugh. Opening presents, playing video games, and the playing pres- with the cats. And the pressure to make it perfect, magical, etc. is lifted. Yeah. So I'm thinking, although my youngest did ask if next year they could have Christmas Day with me, uh, and the reason, it was kind of my turn, and the reason that I, I, I suggested that it'd be better if they had Christmas Day with the other side of their family is just I know they'd get fed better. I can do a Christmas dinner. Of course I can do it. I've done a Christmas dinner. But I just know that, that that side of the family would do an amazing Christmas dinner. Yeah, but can <laughs> I just interject one. for a second? Yeah. Kids don't really care about no, the Christmas No, I know, dinner. I know, I know. I, I, I just feel that, that being surrounded by more family would be, would be a more complete experience for them. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. Um, but if you, listen, if you did Christmas Day on your own, 
some people do it through choice, some people do it not through choice, and that's a different thing altogether, but I'm so glad it's done. Uh, and on Sunday, my sister came and stayed for a few days, and she went on Sunday, and I took the boys home on Sunday, and I got back Sunday night about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, something like that. And uh, as soon as I got in, made a cup of coffee, took the tree down. Didn't have many decorations. I took, we're, we're, I'm getting a nice collection of stuff the boys have made at school that will go up every year and will grow. But got home, put the, put the kettle on, cup of coffee, sat with the cats and took the tree down, put it out in the front garden, pulled down the Christmas pictures. I was done. Christmas was done. Okay, here's my, I love my family and I love Christmas, but. But, yes. Oh Stay my, there, Fiona, come to you in a I second. I have not been on my own properly. No. Until today. For two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. Not on my own, not for a second. Yeah, oh yes. Not for a se- Maybe when I went to the loo, but even then the girls do try to impinge upon that time too. There's always something. There's always a knock on the door. I went to the gym yesterday out of choice wow. just to get some peace. Yeah. Now that is not like me. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I, had, I did the full workout because I just wanted that extra bit of time. <laughs> I had a bath. I had a very, very nice bath um, when everyone was in my house. And there was a knock at the door from my nephew. And I was watching a very sweary Limmy video. <laughs> and uh, I said, Dylan, not now, mate. I'll be down in half an hour. And I had a candle. I was watching Limmy. And I was just, I was just chilled out. And it was, it was nice. I like, not all the time, but I like being, I like my own company. So that's what I'm thinking Christmas Day next year. I feel, I have felt previously obliged to be somewhere. Normally it's with my mum or then I had the kids, you're with the kids. Last couple of years. And maybe... Maybe I'm at a place where being on my own on Christmas Day is not a bad thing. It's actually a positive thing. I was on my own. What day is it today? Confused. Tuesday. I was on my own all day yesterday. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I could do with a day. Streamed. I read. Watched um, some terrible, terrible films on Netflix. Awful. I had a doze. Went to an AA meeting. Loved it. Fiona, stay there. You'll be next. This is uh, the Late Night Alternative New Year's Eve special for those people that hate New Year's Eve. You are? Catherine Boyle. I am Ian Lee. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're here until two o'clock. Uh, then we're off for the rest of the week. Then we are back on Monday. Normal service resumes. Let's go to Fiona. Good evening, Fiona. Evening, Ian. Evening, Catherine. Ooh. Hello, Fiona. Hello, Fiona. How you doing? Fine. What you got for I'm you? Oh, you don't sound fine. I am. I'm hug, I hug my granny on my own. So. Oh, we go. Okay. Well, that. But that's. Are you okay with that? Well, I kind of have to be. The girls have got lives, haven't they? Exactly. You got the dog. You got the, the animals. The animals are the best. The, the best company I had on Christmas was my four cats. Oh well, he's just a star. This one. There we go. I was playing tug of war with him yesterday, and he decided That's to play dead hard. halfway through it, so oh. that he won. Oh, <laughs> cheeky! I um, I found the laser pointer that you gave me, Catherine, yeah. playing with the kittens today. Oh, it's funny. Patty and George would just couldn't believe it, and then I would do it on my body, so they'd have to climb up my body. And I've, I'm scratched a bit. Look at all these. Well, that saves you right. Look at all these scratches I've got from from. Oh, that was scratches gone. Now, what you need to be doing is training them to do soft paws. Yeah, I do. I do. George is a real. Uh, he's a real 
he doesn't know that he can climb and doesn't need to use his claws. Anyway, anyway, Fiona, what can I do for you? I just thought first New Year without George, I might like to tell you some of the things I overheard him saying in his sleep. Oh. Because they make no sense yes, at all. Yes, is what we want to hear. We want to hear. It was George who said, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. We want to hear what George used to say in his sleep as we celebrate his memory and also his sleepy weirdness. Because people, when they, t- I love people talking in their sleep. I haven't done it for a while. I used to do, I used to wake myself up talking. But it's just, it's just, does it, it makes sense to them I when they're there. I used to speak German. Oh, I don't speak German. yeah, das ist einfach krasser. Yeah. What did George used to say, Fiona? Well, bearing in mind he did, said the Darth Vader thing when he was awake. Yeah. Oh. Um, we had, uh, I'm going to need all your pies. <laughs> going to need all your pies. <laughs> we'll a... need a big rig. <laughs> going to need a big rig. CB, yep. CB2. I'm not Craigley Minogue. Yes, I, I think we can see that. And one night he decidedly got overly, sli- overly friendly with me while he was sleeping. And I said to him in the morning, what on earth was going on last night? And he says, oh, I was picking tomatoes in Jamie Oliver's garden. Oh! <laughs> Here's a euphemism for the next time I get fruity. Pick, I want fancy picking some tomatoes in Jamie Oliver's garden. <laughs> outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> My dad's famous talking in his sleep was um, him talking about the Ram Jam Man. Yeah, well, he was t- t- muttering away about the Ram Jam man. Um, how was how was Christmas, Fiona? Without George, tough or maybe not tough? May- I'm being presumptuous. Maybe you, it was okay. Uh, it, it, it was strange. Yeah, strange. It was, uh, it was strange. Yeah. It, it, normally he would. Be, he said he didn't like Christmas. But he'd be awake at three o'clock trying to get everybody else awake. <laughs> open the oh, so you got a lion for, for the first time in quite yeah. a long time. That's something. Hey, well, my younger daughter was working in the pub, so Neve didn't get in till two o'clock in the morning. Oh so. man, you made it. We made it. We made it through. Just got to get through tonight, and then things yeah. start to get back to normal. Whatever normal means. Well, boy, I've been missing you too. I've been missing the podcast all the time. Fiona, bless you for that. We've missed being here as well. It was nice driving into work and we're looking forward to coming back on Monday and scoring a few home runs. I don't know what that means, but um, (laughs) I'm trying to to build up up to it. But um, Fiona, uh, I'm not going to say Happy New Year because I don't like saying it, but... um, I don't either. I like to to bring those that we left, those that left us in the year behind, I like to bring them with us and I think if you say those words, yeah. you're putting a full stop on the year I and that's not why I like getting a, a, a beaker full of cold water at 11 o'clock and I shall be raising that beaker heavenward and saluting George and Neil Innes and Peter Talk and all the people that meant something to everybody uh, that passed uh, in, tw- uh, in 2019. Fiona, it's so nice to talk to you. You too, Ian. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. What a nice, what a nice lady. That, that, that accent is just delicious. Love it. Hey, the uh, sleepwalking thing you, reminds me. Don't you hate me? Hey, hey. The sleepwalking thing reminds sleep, sleep me. Talking. Well, no, because it's sleepwalking. This He's is where I'm taking this. Sleepwalking guy. You know, I kept saying that I was worried about little and throwing up. Yeah. Uh, she just gets up in the middle of the night and throws up. Yeah, yeah. I've worked out what it is. Oh, go on. She's sleepwalking. Oh. It's a habit through sleepwalking. What, throwing up is a habit through sleepwalking? She wakes up thinking she's ill. She goes into the bathroom. Right. She always misses the loo, because I'm saying, go in the loo, go in the loo, and she's, like, all over the place, and, like, it, it goes everywhere. It's, she's asleep. But why She did it again last night, and I, I'd, I'd cracked it the time before, because I spoke to her the, the day after, and she didn't remember it. But why would sleepwalking make her throw up? I looked it up online, and apparently it's quite common. 
they, they feel nauseous. So she was walking about last night. Oh, I'm going to be sick. I said, go in the bathroom. She went in a completely different direction. Outrageous. I went, aha. Slap her legs. So I got her in the bathroom, got in the right place, got her next to the loo. I said, can you see the loo? No. Can you, right, feel there, that's the loo. And I said to her, what, what day is it? I don't know. I said, fair enough, I don't know either. No one knows then what I day said, it is. That's an unfair question. Has it been Christmas? She said, yes. I said, what did you get for Christmas? She couldn't remember anything. Right. Of course, we all, we all know that she got a hoverboard, as did her <laughs> sister, as did my youngest. More on that later. <laughs> and I was asking her some really simple questions she didn't know, and then she started sort of laughing. And then I said, do you feel sick? She said, no, I'm fine. And she kind of come round a little why bit. Are you doing a t- why are you giving her a, a pop quiz? Because I wanted just to bring her around gently. Oh! Oh! Then I turned her Did around. Pop quiz? And she saw... And the, this is a scratch. I know. She saw the kitten in the doorway. And she started laughing again. I said, what are you laughing at? She went, oh, look, there's Willow. I went, uh-huh. She's remembering stuff. Or no. at least she's now slightly more connected with reality. Put her to bed. No sick. That's the second oh, time I've done suspicious. that. So thank you, Dr. Google, for that suggestion. You're very welcome. Um, here's my thinking. Pop quiz is an American phrase, really. Yeah. You see it in American dramas for if you go into a class... I always thought they sounded fun, but they always groaned, didn't yeah. they, when the teacher so had a pop basically, quiz? Well, you're a bumlick. Basically, it's a teacher throws a spontaneous quiz. Yeah, it's nothing to do with pop. Yeah. But, of course, there was Mike Reed's programme in the 80s, Pop Quiz. Right. That was about pop. Yeah. And they obviously got that from, from Pop Quiz in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, that penny just dropped, just does it? The, the oh. Oh. This is where my brain is at. Oh. I am blowing my own mind that I finally worked out the full meaning of the title of what was... Let's be, Pop Quiz was a great programme, though. It was hosted by Mike Reed. Yes. It was the pop equivalent of a question of sport. Mm-hmm. Didn't they once have... I want to say they had an episode where it was Duran Duran versus Spandau Ballet. I don't remember it very clearly at all. And the music... Well, I'm going to sing the wrong thing, Chin. Uh, the music... Well, What's this? What is this the theme tune to? Because this isn't it, but this was the same sound. That's question of sport. Is that question of sport? Mm-hmm. Right, well, the th- I think, the th- and we're going to find out, I think the theme tune to Pop Quiz mm-hmm. was similar, Pop Quiz theme tune. Let's find out, let's find out. Here we go. Um, Pop Quiz, <coughs> Mike. Stay there, call. Let's be with you shortly. This is far... More important pop quiz, Mike Reed. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here. Pop quiz. Oh, I mean, Very similar. I mean, what in that it's music? Oh! What's it like? Pop quiz. <laughs> This used to be an exciting program. I'm sure there was an episode uh, that was Duran Duran versus the Spandaus. I'm, I'm, and it was like a big old... This might be it. Let's just see who we've got. Let's listen to the famous names. Happy New Year, guys. Hello. And tonight's givers are Bev Bevan and Robert Plant. Firstly, to Robert's team from Bananarama, Sarah. Robert Plant. And on the other end, a man who's been here before, ex-squeeze man, Glenn Tilbrook. Oh. And there's Skiver come back for a third try, Robert Plant. Robert Plant in between Sarah from Bananarama and Glenn Tilbrook. Now that's a booking. That is a booking, isn't it? What I like, 
what I liked especially was the young, the sound of the young 80s cheering. Yay! <laughs> They're playing both Bevan's team or Andy Mackay from Roxy Music. That's a terrible one. from Depeche Mode. How do you say it? Dave Gahan? Dave Gahan. Look at him, he looks like a boy. This is before the heroine. They're playing both Bevan's team or Andy Mackay from Roxy Music. Here we go. Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode. Dave Gahan. And another man who's seen fit to come back again, Bev Bevan from ELO. Now, I'm going to say something. I've met Bev Bevan. He's the drummer of um, ELO, I think. Can you Google that? He used to do uh, a show on BBC WM, a station I worked at. Can you Google that he was definitely the drummer? Yes. He was the a move and yellow. He's a white guy, but he doesn't look white in that <laughs> in that shot, does very he? Tanned, very tanned. It's a it's a very strange tanning. I, I'm so it, now. If I were at home, I'd now be watching this. Then I'd go on to the next one and the next one. Here we go. Just, here we go. just, just, just try it. Do you one know what Bev's short for? Um, Beverly. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Now let's see who's on this pop quiz, guys. Pop quiz. Oh, this is this is this is exactly what um, December the thirty first late night should be. I do hope you're steaming drunk, guys. I really hope you're on your third bottle oh, now. Be with you in a second, Alistair. This is far more important than anything anybody has to contribute. Right, let's see who's on this episode. Well, just when you thought all the sport was over for an afternoon, we have some musical sport lined up for you. I think in more ways than one. I think it's going to be a fierce battle tonight between Francis Ross's team and Roy Wood's team. Let's first introduce Roy's team and now Colin Blundstone. Colin Blundstone! He's been on this show! The Bow Wow Wow Annabella. Yes, sir! <laughs> and the man in charge of the team, Roy Wood. And they'll be fighting Francis's team, who are Lyndon Nolan. Ted <laughs> Devon from ELO. He's white here. <laughs> and the skipper from Status Quo, Francis Rossi. What a world. What a world. No, that, oh. That is quite a star-studded roster there. What a world. I mean, let's, let's not forget, of course, we had Robert Plant on the previous. Incredible. One more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Oh, that one's not very good quality. I just want, I just want, uh, one more. Here we go, here we go. Here we go, dear listener. see who's on this week's pop quiz. If there's no one I like, I'll turn off. It's going to be Alice Cooper <laughs> versus Ringo Starr. Here we go. Oh, it's a great lineup. Welcome to another pop quiz. The team's tonight skippered by Paul Jones and Roy Wood. Firstly, to Roy's team from Altered Images, Claire Grogan. I've worked with Claire. I know Claire. At the other end of the team from Imagination, Lee John. He's oh. been in this studio. Lee Johns has been in this studio. Right. Met Lee. From all over the place, Roy Wood. <laughs> and the Paul Jones team, the man now with Motorhead, Brian Robertson. No idea. No idea. 
And balancing out the team on the other end, another Scott from Orange Juice, Edwin Collins. <laughs> Edwin Collins looking like a baby, my God! Currently at the National Theatre, but not tonight, Paul Jones. <laughs> what a world, what a world. Good evening, Alistair. Pop quiz. Greetings, Ian and Kath. Greetings, Alistair. How's it going? It's Good. all right. What have you got for us tonight? Okay, well, first of all, I just wanted to tell you my three best moments of this year. Okay, here we go. First one, bit of an obvious one, my decision to give up alcohol. Yeah, well, keep going back. Keep second going back. decision, yes. well, not my decision, second moment, you allow me back on talking. Aye. Well, Alistair, you, 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 you went on a long journey. You, you had a, a, a tr tremendous quest. One of my favourite yeah. things was you turning up at one of our shows. Yeah. No. And that was the third. Meeting you in the flesh, you one, guys. One of my favourite things was you phoning us up, I believe, in Manchester, sober, saying, I think you'd been sober for maybe six weeks, maybe not quite that long. And it yeah. was the first time we'd spoken to you in a long, old time, and it was a delight. It was a delight. And boy, oh boy, cl sober Christmas, sober New Year. It's much better, That's isn't it? it? Oh, man. So much better. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really nice time. Uh, although I had the same thing that you were talking about. I was invited for Christmas dinner. And um, I was invited with, to spend with my friend and his wife. And that would have been fine. But then they said, oh, our daughter's invited. We've got to go to our daughter's. Oh. So I, I kind of got out of it. Because I thought I'd be in, in position, oh. you see. Yeah. So I thought I'd be having Christmas alone. And then my friend... Another friend who lives just down the road from me, um, he just split up with his girlfriend for 10 years. Um, and he wants to spend some time with, you know, me supporting him on Christmas dinner at his place. Alistair, stay there. We're going to get the rest of this story in a few minutes. This is the Late Night Alternative New Year's Eve special for people that don't like New Year's Eve with Catherine and Ian on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Sork Radio.
Pickles, man. Neil Innes. Ah, he should have been on this show. Oh! Flippin' heck! <gasps> Joe Pasquale! We've got to phone up Joe Pasquale! Oh, flippin' heck. Let me phone him up now. Uh, uh, oh, Alistair. Alistair! Yo. I've got, I forgot we've got to phone up Joe Pasquale. Alright, well, uh, I hope you're <laughs> on <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered. Alright, no worries. We'll have a great 2020. You too, my friend. I look forward to speaking to you and seeing you and you staying great. sober, brother. You got this. All the best. You. Thank you, mate. Ta ta. Bye bye. What a nice guy. What a turnaround. What a turnaround. I forgot. We, we, we're best friends with Joe Pasquale now. Yeah, we are. He said we phone him at 10. You're the worst producer I know. You've forgotten all. Yeah, but I'm, it's not my job to remember. Yeah, my... you, this is another one that you arranged. You were there when we arranged it. Well, you were got his number, I haven't. You were there in his package. Listen, what? He was there in his pants. He was. Oh, he was there in his pants. Um, there we go. There we go. It's fine. I bet he won't answer now. He did say he was doing <clears throat> nothing. Okay. Hello. Hello. Is Hello. that is that Joe? Yeah. Hello, Joe. It's Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Hey, Ian. How are you, love? Are you all right? You're on. We're on the air now. Is that okay? Yeah, of course it is. What? Course, what? We're live. Yeah, we're live. So what's your yeah. language, you potty-mouthed buffoon? Oh, I'm not a dirty boy, not on New Year's Eve. I do, I, we, we, Joe very kindly invited me and Catherine and our kids backstage to see him, um, uh, in Aladdin, in Milton Keynes yeah. Theatre. And he did very, he, he was telling a story and he, he, he realised that he was coming up to a word. And he said, looked at me and Kath, is it alright if I say dickhead in front of the kids? How you doing, mate? You alright? Yeah, I'm absolutely knackered. I just had two shows today. I'm sitting here watching Graham Norton dozing off. That's what I'm doing. I'm living on the edge. They're showing Graham Norton dozing off now. God, people watch anything. Uh, we, I know uh, that. Are you, are you, where, so you are you back at home now? No, I'm still in Milton Keynes now. Right, okay. Uh, I've got a little, a little flat here. Come back here and then get up. I've got tomorrow off, so I'm going to watch Star Wars tomorrow. So we're watching New Year's Day, isn't it? Flipping heck, man! That show because I know it's that that old cliche. You do two pantomimes a day, but you're you're on, that is a long pantomime, and you're on stage for nearly all of it, mate. And also, it's very yeah. physical, very physical very the way physical. you play it, Joe. Yes, for a man my age, it is quite physical, isn't it? <laughs> for anyone, <laughs> yeah, not off. Yeah, it is without a shadow of a doubt. It is the funniest pantomime I've ever seen, by a long, long Agreed. way. I've seen a lot of pantomimes, and I've seen some great ones, I've seen some, you know, not some great ones that have just been reliant on a, on a name of someone who's been on Strictly Come Dancing or something. Yours, man, we were laughing. I was gonna say, there've been some, de some years I've just been doing my best for the kids, if you know what I mean, sitting through it and going, yeah, this is great. This year, what a hoot, brilliant panto. Really? Loved it, our favourite, we all agreed, didn't we? Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys see panto with me then? Yeah, tend to, yeah. It's amazing, really, that, that you know, this day and age of technology, that something that, um, it's not, I don't want to say it was simple, but that, uh, nostalgic is the right word, uh, even traditional, still does great business, doesn't it? Yeah. Panto is old fashioned, and I love it. And I love it. Yeah. I love, because also in the theatre, I, I like going to the theatre, I don't go very much, because it, it is really pricey, but in the yeah. theatre, when you've all got to sit there very quietly and watch a bit of theatre, there's nothing I like more than hearing a thousand kids shouting yeah. and screaming and yeah. laughing and some yeah. shout out at the wrong moment. I love it, man. That's great. It's, uh, and when sometimes I get to schools in and the teachers sit with, the, uh, with their class, and they're telling him to be quiet, go shh, like that too. You go, no, don't shush. Let them have their head lungs out. You know, scream their head off. It's amazing. My, my, <laughs> my boys, and I know Cass girls fell in love with you, and my it youngest is. has asked me to tell you. He said he, he'd seen two Aladdins this year. He saw one yeah. somewhere else. I don't know where, and I won't name it. And yours. And he said, please tell Joe that y Joe's was the funniest and the best out oh, of the two. Cool. 
Um, I, I have to ask this question. I know I've, yeah. I left a voice message, but there is, a, without no spoilers, but there is a very special scene that involves a magic carpet. I won't say any more. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. told, I've told people about it. They've gone, that didn't happen. I said, no, 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 it did. Yeah, but it anyway, I, I need to know, Joe, so I can tell my boys, how do you do the magic carpet bit? Yeah, um, oh, how do you do that without giving it away? Is it, is it actual magic? Of course it is. There we it's go. It's Milton Magic and Milton Keynes. There we go. <laughs> it is, there, I, I gotta say, the funny, the bit that had me and the boys, tears coming down yeah. our eyes, was the bit, and again, I'm not gonna spoil too much, where you get a spike up your bum. Oh! I absolutely love that, every show, you know, I think, the thing is about Panto, it's, it's like, um, it's like pretend violence. There's so much pretend violence in it all. You know, when I'm getting clubbed around every frying pan, all that malarkey. Yeah. It's, uh, they love it. I don't know why, but kids seem to love And But I've always said the hardest thing in, in, in that sort of thing, I've always said, if you're going to do that sort of violence, you have to make contact with me. A lot of people, are, you know, are on stage and they're going, oh, I don't like to hit you. No, if you're going to do it, hit me. Really hit me. And uh, otherwise, it, it doesn't look real. So the violence is real to a point. Do you know what I mean? But that spike up the bomb... Uh, and I'm yeah. not going to say more because if anyone's going to go and see it, it's it's But one of the. Suffice to say, all the way on home, the girls were rerunning. Shut up! Don't look at me. All that. Uh, uh, all uh, honestly, uh, that is one of the top five funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Wow! No. I, I swear to God, Joe, it was it was so you played it so beautifully and it went on for so long. I know. Oh, I was going to say hurting. it did one of my favourite things, which is go on for that bit too long. Yeah. Yeah. And then go further. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, just yeah, and yeah. become even funnier. And then yeah. guess what, right? So we we go and we come. Joe very kindly took us backstage, and we met the lovely Lee Mead, by the way. Oh, who yeah. I felt right. I, I felt really bad that we kind of burst into your dressing room, and Lee's there having a cup of tea with you, and then we kind of nicked you. But Lee was great, yeah. and what a singer! What a singer! Oh, he's lovely, isn't he? Yeah. Really yeah. good. Send our best to him. But then we went, so then we went and sat in the audience, and then I get a tap on my shoulder, Joe, and yeah. I, I look behind me, and it's Nadia, who won, um, Bake Off a few years ago. Oh. She yeah. sat there behind me, and I know, I've never met her, but I know her because we tweeted a bit. She was a fan of me when I was in the jungle. And she sat there, Kath's girls are a big fan, so suddenly they started getting a little bit shy and going, oh my yeah. God, it's Nadia. So you had, a, you had a big celebrity turnout that day, Joe. Oh, that's funny, like, you, you know who's in the audience, you know. I'd tell you, listen to this one. A few years ago, I was doing Spam a lot in town, um, and I was playing King Arthur. And I'd get to the theatre, was at the Playhouse Theatre behind Charing Cross uh, uh, Station. Yeah. Get to the theatre, and there's a load of police cars outside. Um, and I go in, and then there's a load of police, a plainclothes police, and they're doing a recce on, on the theatre, making sure everything's okay. So I said to the company manager, what's going on? I said, oh, um, we've got special visitors in tonight, I'm not allowed to tell you who it is. I said, what do you mean, not allowed to tell you who it is? <laughs> so I said, well, I'm not allowed to tell you who's coming tonight. I said, but the police are here, wrecking the theatre, who is it? So I said, well, I'm really not allowed to tell you. So but if I tell you, then don't tell anyone else. I said, no, of course not. Prince Charles and Camilla were coming, right? <laughs> See, spam a lot. So we're on stage and he's sitting in the audience with, with him, and, him and Camilla are sitting there, right? And they've got, uh, got plainclothes policemen sitting all around them, right? Imagine going into the theatre, yeah. going to see a plate ticket, it's his and, and you're sitting there and sitting behind you, in front of you, is Prince Charles. <laughs> you go, and, but no one could believe it was actually him. And what was great about it, I was playing King Arthur, who was his descendant. Uh, he's my descendant, do you know yeah. what I mean? I was yeah. like, that. I was his great, 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 great granddad. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, but you must have met him a few times, Prince Charles. No, I've never. Met, I've done five royal variety shows. Never met him at all. I've done met the Queen and Prince uh, Prince Philip all the time when I've done them. Wow, but I'd have thought I'd have thought Charles would have been all over you because he loves Charles loves a bit of comedy, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, no, I've never met him before then, and uh, it was great. He was uh, and um, 
you could hear him in the, you know, in the audience go, you could hear him laughing. It's really weird. How, how does his laugh go again? He says, go, he, he. Uh, you, you must, you, have, you, you must be exhausted and you look, fair play, you look tired when we saw you. I guess we saw you maybe about halfway through the run. You very kindly yeah. took us around in your pants. That was, um. Yeah, that's an exciting story. That was something to see. <laughs> yeah. I've stored that one up. Um, uh, yeah. but are, are you enjoying it? C c yeah, there must it, be a yeah. point where you start going, oh god, I just can't do this anymore. No, you have to enjoy it. It's too hard to work. I'm not saying not hard work. It's not going down the mine and knocking out of that cliff face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, it is, uh, it's, the energy levels are, are quite high, because you only get the energy back off the audience if you give it to them. Yeah. And so the energy level for four hours a day is right up, it's off, off the scale for four hours a day. And so afterwards, I, I normally find I, I try and fall, not to fall asleep in between shows, I try and go to the gym and go for a swim in between. That way, um, you get the energy level up all day then, and it works. But I, I still love it, I absolutely love it. Have you lost weight? Because, because there's a lot, obviously a lot of your stuff is very physical, that whole... Um, the, the song from Joseph, uh, uh, yeah. Close My Eyes. Again, that bit you think, okay, here we go, we're gonna have a nice little song. Oh no, hang on a second, is, is Joe's gonna dick <laughs> yeah. around for, for five minutes? But yeah. it was, you know, and you're just running all over the place, you never stand still. No, there's no, if I'm not on stage, it, the only thing I'm doing is I'm off stage getting changed into something else, as you know. Yeah. You know, so, um, no, I haven't lost any weight, but what I do, I do tend to eat a lot of rubbish during panto, uh, just uh, sugar and all that sort of, load of sweets. Right. Just to keep the energy going. So I don't lose weight, but I don't put any on either. Where, well, obviously don't give us the, the exact postcode and address, but I don't even, whereabouts are you living these days? Because if you're, you're staying in Milton Keynes, how far away from home home I'm, are you? I'm in, I'm in Gravesend, so it's two, because it's two shows every day. Right. You can't, you can't uh, commute that at all because no one can tell what Dartford Tunnel's going to be like on a daily basis yeah. at the M25. And, uh, it's only an hour and a half drive, but mm. that could take four hours easily. Exactly. Any given day, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I end up, I'm um, staying in Milton Keynes, it's a lot easier and, and you haven't got to drive all day then. Yeah. And you were telling us, and we want to come and see this, I, 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 you're, you're doing, uh, Frank Spencer again, Some Mothers Do Have Some Mothers Do Have It's the best thing I've ever done. Um, and what's great about it is there's a load of stunts and it. it's an original piece. It's not, um, it's not like a lot of these, uh, sitcoms that go to stage are just like three or four episodes that they, they revolve and just stick it on the stage. Yeah. This is an original, um, two hour play based on the original characters. And we worked out, we did two years of workshops on it. Wow. And, uh, and then two years getting the script together. We did the first tour last year, which was fantastic. It was so successful. We started going in February this year now. And, um, it's, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but the best thing ever. And we worked out really early on not to do an impression of Michael Crawford. That's the me thing. Me being me. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's too, you know, people can't buy into that. And the reason it worked so well, I think, in the television, was so much of Michael Crawford was in that character. So the, we said the only way to make it work was put so much of me into it. So there's no acting required. It's just me being me. Um, with the name of Frank Spencer, and it works. Don't ask me how. It just, we hit the, the nail on the head with it. Who's, more than who's, who's Betty? Betty, strangely enough, is Sarah Earnshaw, who played the Slave of the Ring in the Panto. You oh, saw. there you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Oh, she had a great voice. Amazing. She was, I, I've known Sarah for five, six years. We did Spamalot together as well. Yeah. She played the Lady of the Lake in that, so her, her musical theatre background is fantastic. I think a lot of people, me included, I'm going to be honest, when we saw that there was going to be a, a, a Some Mothers Do Have Them play, I, I, I kind of went... Well, let, yeah. let's see how this goes. And I think a lot of people did, but I then, I, then I read yeah, the reviews, did. and the reviews were uh, uh, incredible. Oh, no, we, we, we did the first few weeks, and the business wasn't great the first few weeks, and then, um, the, uh, what was the, uh, the critic, um, from the Daily Mail, what's his name? The Baz, Baz ba Bamming No, 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 different one. Oh, oh, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Oh, you, uh, if I said his name, you go, oh, him, I can't remember his, his name now. He came in, gave it a 
five-star review, and then everybody reviewed it. Uh, but um, this is six months, and we got thirty-five four-star review. No, we got first, we got Quentin Letts. Quentin Letts. Yes. Well done. We got twenty-three five-star reviews, and I think seventeen four-star reviews. And you get anything but a four-star review. It was amazing. It just took off after Quentin Letts gave it the five stars in the now Daily Mail. Isn't that incredible? Are yeah. you doing, because, um, to educate my boys as to who you were, they knew your boy, because they've all watched yeah. Engineers, um, yeah. but, uh, to, so, because they, but my boys, my boys are very peculiar, and they, they will often ask, how famous is this person out of ten? So I said, we're going to go <laughs> see Joe Pasquale. He said, how famous in the world is he out of ten? I said, in the world, I'd probably say a three. Oh, I wouldn't even go that way. Well, that I, way. I, I, I said a three, and they said, okay, how well, how famous in Britain is he? I said, oh, he's a nine and a half at the very, very yeah. least. Everyone knows Joe Pasquale, right? They know the voice, you know the name, you know, uh, uh, you, you know the face. So I was, we were playing, that, and I was showing them some bits of some of your solo stuff on on yeah. YouTube, and yeah. they were like, I was loving it. There's there's a, there's some brilliant bits, and I've, I've seen all this years ago, and I've forgotten about yeah. it. Where well, you go, I'm going to sing a very special song, and I'm going to hand a rose to the most beautiful lady in the audience tonight and you're just yep. walking along going oh it's a tough one tonight and, and <laughs> yeah. it's so cheeky and it's so oh, yeah. it's so funny um are you doing are you are you gonna do any more kind of one man yeah i'm going back on the road in august after we've done after really we've done yeah yeah i still like doing that so i always look at that as my day job still though because you i know you had you had a quiet year this year because of you know yeah. stuff that happened and yeah. you kind of t took your foot off it a little bit to deal with your life which is yeah um what happens in life isn't it i lost as you know as you say i lost my dad this year so yeah. uh, I, I consciously took that year because i didn't know what was going to happen how long he was going to last all that sort of stuff and i had to deal with the fallout of all of that stuff you know on his uh, estate and because i was you know the uh, the person that sorted it all out so yeah and um and i really miss doing it this year i miss doing stand up it's, it's still exciting i still love it it's like going out, it's like doing a parachute jump. You never know what's going to happen once you get out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come and see it because I've never seen you live. I've seen I've seen you so many times on the telly, and um, we met uh, probably about a year ago on Good Morning Britain. I think it you was, were plugging yeah, the pantomime last year. Do you remember who was on that night? Do you know who was on that day? Do Go you on. Who was on? Oh, it was um. That was London, wasn't it? Oh, Ivan Drago, yes. Yeah, that was <laughs> Ivan Drago, yeah. and we're we're all daring each other to go and get a picture with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, we did. We both did, though. And, and I've got a picture with me and him and and the bloke that played his son, whatever he is now, the German guy. Yeah. I look like I'm five years old. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't he lovely? Wasn't he really friendly? He just said, because you went up and got your picture first, and he looked at me and went, would you like a picture as well? We could do one, you're having a laugh. I was like, who's to? was getting in, he just told me that I was a rag doll. <laughs> it, was, it was both me and Joe. We did, it we turned into 12-year-old kids. Going, you're oh, coming up. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> proper, proper style. Yeah. It was very, but you, you very kindly gave me your number, and we've been chatting a little bit now and then, I know. Yeah. But you mentioned your dad passing, I wasn't going to bring it up, but, but, no, did what? he, did he, did he at any point say, Joe, come on, mate, get a proper job. Or was he always... Oh, yeah. No, he, he did in the early days, but he also said to me, look, you've got to find a job that you, that you do for nothing. That way you never work in a day in your life, he said. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's a great line, that is. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and what did he think of, what did he think? He must have been proud of you. Oh, yeah, he was really proud of me. He was very competitive as well. Um, and, you know, right up to the end. Um, I remember I did the London Marathon a few years ago. Well, it was fifth, it was seven... So seven years ago, I did the London Marathon, I done it, and I did it for Diabetes UK. And uh, I came back, and I saw my dad, and I said, oh, I did the marathon, Dad, so how long did it take you? So I said, five hours, 20. He went, I did it in five hours. <laughs> I went, what? He went, I did it in five hours. So I said, when did you do it? She said, when I was 50. Said, Hang on, 
if you're 50, I must have been 20 at the time. You never, ever did the London Marathon, <laughs> ever. He went, yeah, I did. I said, no, you didn't. You never said to me, I'm going to do the London Marathon, did it in five days. He went, yeah, I did. I said, when did you do it? He said, well, it wasn't the London Marathon. I said, when, what, when was it then? He said, well, I just went to surf end once. <laughs> said, that's not the London Marathon. He said, but it's the same distance, 26 miles from Grace. I said, no, that's not the same thing, Dad. Running out the A13, right, uh, to surf end from Grace, ain't the same thing as doing a bloody marathon. He went, yeah, it is. I did it 20 minutes quicker than you. And he wouldn't have it. So I said, no, Dad. Then, no, was it officially timed or anything? He went, no, of course not. I said, well, you can't say that you beat me on the bloody London Marathon then. I like, you lying shit. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, Joe, you, you, uh, I love you so much, man. I'm, I'm so glad. I I'm, I, I, I've been going around saying that we're friends. I don't know if we are or not, but well, I, I, I think we are, love. I think we constitute that now. Bless you. You were so kind to mine and Cass' kids, and you made them feel so special. That really, really exciting day for them to come and see a big show, come and meet you, come and go backstage, yeah. and come and stand on the stage. The girls asked me to get the right. photos on my phone printed up so they can take them to school and show off. Oh, oh and, that's cool. And also, you did the thing, this is my life's ambition, right? And I, I don't, yeah. I, I'm sure I could have arranged this before, and I never thought of it. You yeah. said you said my name out in a pantomime. Yes. You, oh, yeah, you nice. said I've got some get, I've got some friends in today, and you yeah. said our name. I've never had that before, and we all cheered. It felt, it felt good. <laughs> it's funny when you hear it. It's yeah. really funny. Um, you, yeah. you 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 were so lovely to my kids, though, uh, Joe, and to Cass' kids, and 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 you know I, I owe you for that because that was a really beautiful right. day, and we had a lovely lovely time. Um, wh- how, how many more shows have you got? When do you finish? I've got another two weeks. We finish on the twelfth. If, uh, honestly, so dear good. listener, it's at Milton Keynes Theatre. Uh, if you've got any reservations about pantomime, this is this will blow them out. It's got, you, Lee Mead is great, great singer. Good, the rest of the cast, who's the the guy that, that plays the villain? Because he Abenaza. was Abenaza. Yeah, yeah. His name's Phil Corbett, isn't that? He was in Coronation Street years ago. He's just one of those jobbing actors who's done everything really good, and he's very yeah, strong. Yeah, he was. What he a was voice. The perfect yeah. baddie. The perfect. Yeah, is, yeah. The perfect baddie. Um, yeah. Go and see it. Aladdin. Uh, 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 the Milton Keynes Theatre. It's on twice a day. It is, it's a big old theatre, but it was it was almost so. Was it fourteen hundred? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, packed all the time, mate. It's great. Joe, listen, b- best of luck with that. Have a lovely evening, and um, thanks, we'll, we'll thanks, see you um, on some mothers do have them. Thanks, mate. Happy New Year to a pair of you. Thank you, fella. Oh, see you soon. Take thanks, care. Mate. Lots, Lots of love. love. Bye bye. Here we go, Joe Pasquale. Just one of. It was such a magical day. Thank you, Joe. Such a magical day, right? I, I met him once on Good Morning Britain, and he, we swapped numbers, and I've texted him a couple of times and phoned him up a few times for a little bit of advice. And, um, I, t- I texted him to try and blag some free tickets to go and see the show, and he said, I, I can't get any free, but, uh, but if you come along an hour before the show, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give the kids some goodies and, and we'll fizz go them up. And they, they, t- he, they totally fell in love with him. Yeah. Totally. They're not as aware of him as we are. Totally fell it in love with him. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. This is the He's thing, right? He's got that. Je ne sais quoi. I was going to say, I was listening to Adam Buxton talking to Billy Connolly, right? And yeah. he was, he, he was talking about that thing that some people have. Yeah. Um, and something you've talked about before, you've, to be a proper performer and to really connect with a crowd, you've got to have a complete loss of self-consciousness. Yeah. You can't think they're looking at me thinking, who, who does he think he is? Or he was, he, he's being this and how am I projecting? You just got to lose yourself, right? And the thing is about Joe is he's just really charming yeah. because he is really charming, right? You meet him in, he's one of those people that you meet him one to one and you're the most important person yeah. in the room and he doesn't switch that light off. You know, some people can do that and then it switches off and you realize, ah, he's doing a thing. Yeah. 
That's how he we is. We were there for 25 minutes, and then we, we, we went out five minutes before the show started. And we, I kept saying, because suddenly there's six people in his dressing room. I kept saying, Joe, thank you, mate. We've had a great... Listen, we're going to go, no, oh. no, 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 stay there. Stay, do the kids want a drink? No, no, no. And then he was, do you want to come back after? Yeah. And he meant it. He wasn't saying it just to, you know, love it. make love us it. feel better. Love it. Right, we're going to go and see some others do have and we're going to go and see him do his solo show as well. Right, I, I do apologise. I don't try and apologise for that. Why do I apologise for that, you muppet? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. the late night alternative New Year's Eve special for people that hate New Year's Eve with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian, and he said Ian Rugby then. Oh, the, so my Christmas present to the boys, apart from a scuff Xbox controller and a hoverboard, scuffed. Scuff is the name of the company that All makes right. it. Get, get the program kid. Get with the program kid. Was I let them decide my middle name or names? Is it done? No, they haven't come up with anything yet. The best they've come up with, and this is cheating because it comes from their cousins, is Epic. Ian Epically. Oh, my God. I'll do it. I'll do it. But they've, they've not... I don't know if they, if they... They're either feeling too much pressure or they're not bothered. They've forgotten. No, they've not forgotten because I keep asking them. I keep... I wonder if my... my let, me ask, let me phone my son up. See, let me text my son and see if he's right. Oh, yeah, my, my nine-year-old got a phone. I'll just text him. Are you awake? I bet he's asleep. He was going to be the tough guy and stay up all night, but, um, no, I last seen at 9.25. Um, so they've not come up with a middle name yet. Anyway, I nearly called myself Ian Rugby. I haven't been Ian Rugby for years. Um, I'm Ian Lee. You're Catherine Boyle. We've yeah. got Lady Alex on the phones. It's the New Year's Eve show for people that don't like New Year's Eve because it's a waste of time. We're coming up to nearly midnight. Who cares? Who cares? Let's go to Susan. Good evening, Susan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Um, We're talking to a very disappointed Susan this evening. I wanted to have a night out of boogieing with my beautiful Caribbean boyfriend, but he's sick. He's fictional. But he's made up. He's coughing. No, he's coughing and he's swigging Jamaican rum. Can't you give him some fictional night nurse to deal with the fictional cold your fictional boyfriend has? No, he's real. Is he there? He exists, Ian. He's there. He exists. Is he there, though? Not with me. He's oh. in. He's in bed. He won't let me go round. Uh-huh. Could we? Could we phone him up? You wouldn't know him. He goes to a different school. He won't talk to you because he's turned the phone off because he's yeah, fed yeah. up with me talking to him. He said, talk to me tomorrow. I'm right, right. Yeah, no, okay, I'll give you his number, right? Okay, go on. When I get it out of my purse, I, it's on the phone. I need to cut off and then bring... bring okay. Why sh- what are you, what are you going to say to my boyfriend? Uh, well, him? we're going to... We're not going to say anything because he doesn't exist. He does exist. He's not real. He was swigging cap. He was swigging Captain Morgan rum. Oh, oh, sorry. He was swigging Captain Morgan. Okay, he is real in that case. He was he was swigging a real drink. Okay, that's not yeah, evidence that he exists, Susan. If, any drink he's, if, if, any, if he swigs any drink, I tell you real, what, he's real. Susan, he's real. Yeah. Okay. Of course he is. Yeah. Well, Susan, you won't mind if we phone him up then, will you? 
No, but you have to have my permission first in case he's bad. Do he we have your permission to phone that. him up? Yes. Right, well then what's his number? But, uh, um, it's on my phone, you dummy. I can't remember it. It's in my getting phone. very angry. You're getting very angry about a, a boyfriend that doesn't even exist. He's a real boy. What's his name? And a real I boy. A Pinocchio. <laughs> what's his name? Please. I'm not telling you his real name because he's still married. Oh. Oh, oh right. Okay. That might be why he's not coming so out. So hang on a second. You've got a fictional boyfriend who's got a fictional cold who's in a fictional bed and also he has a fictional wife! No, 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 no. It's all real. Of course it but is. Of course I it is, my dear. Well, you I and... To marry so, so, but we can I phone him up, can we, even though he's married? Well, not now because he's in bed. He's told me not to phone till tomorrow. Oh, he's you said we could phone him up. He's swigging rum. Thanks very much for your call, Susan. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. He's swigging swigging rum. I'm a real boy. Right, I got to make I got to make a phone call. Hang on a second. Oh gosh, he's a real boy. <laughs> in it, in it. What a world we live in. What a world. Come to you in a second, Paul. Um, uh, let me just uh, try this. <clears throat> Hi. Is um th sorry, we're on the radio. Is um the eldest son there? Yes. Ca I, 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 is that you talking to me, eldest son? Yes. This is your father. Remember the what are the rules when you're on the radio with me? I'm the eldest son, not. Sorry. Not. Not the name. Uh, I'm not. My name. <laughs> <laughs> now, is is your younger, stinkier brother asleep? No, the stinkier one is asleep. He's asleep. He's a light. That guy's a lightweight. Okay, we all know that, right? He's a hairy piece <laughs> of trash. Um, now, eldest son, you're on the radio, so please, please, I don't want any of your swear words. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're, uh, but Catherine is here, Paul Ross is there, hello Paul, we've got Lady Alex here, we've got a full house, okay? Now, what was the Christmas present that I gave you this Christmas? Uh, you gave me a lot of presents. I did. The one where you had to do a little bit of work. The invisible one. Wait, wh what do you mean? The one where you, I gave you the gift of choosing my middle name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You> forgot. <laughs> Had you forgotten? Yeah. Okay. Have, so I, I told you and little one that you could come up with a name or two names to, to, for my middle names. Um, yeah. and I, I just wondered if you'd come up with anything yet. No, oh. no clue. Jeez. Come on, man. Is it it's hard. It, what do you mean it's hard? Uh, you, you're not it's hard to think of a name. Tell me, and we had to think of yours, eldest child. Wait, wait what were I? You're um, Astro Boy, aren't you? Pardon? Oh, getting told off. What? Using the phone late at night. <laughs> He's only just got a phone. Are you getting told off? Uh, no, she's just wondering what I'm doing. Yeah, so so do I, with your life. What are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> Come on, man, you need to start making decisions. We've got half an hour till midnight. Oh. <laughs> I might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you got any suggestions for my middle name yet? 
I think guacamole's the best. Guacamole. But I came up with guacamole. I know, but I can't think of anything else. <laughs> what about Steve or Terry or Colin or, or anything like that? I um, don't know. Mm. How are you finding... Everything just sounds odd. Like, everything. Okay. Um, listen, you're nearly ten. You'll be ten next month. Uh, mm. How are you finding having a phone? Uh, cool. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Are you in your bedroom? Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't one of the rules that you weren't allowed to take the phone into your bedroom? It, it's, where? Uh, oh. It, um, it, it's, uh, it's New Year's Eve, I can. Uh, and who said that? You? Uh, no, you said I can phone you, so I did. Oh, it's good. Oh, this okay. guy is good. He's got you there. The technicality. <laughs> this, this guy is good. All right, son. Um, well, listen, uh, I love you so much. Thank you for having a, thank you for coming over Christmas. I, I had the best, best time. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Oh, my boy. We'll have a laugh. You're staying at mine tomorrow. We'll have a good laugh. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll send you a little text at midnight. Happy New Year, love. I love you lots. So you. Oh, by, bye. Can, by the way, can I just say one more thing? What? I think you stink. You drive me crazy. Goodbye. There we go. He's gone. Loser. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Is he turning? into a delightful, if slightly posh, young man. <laughs> Isn't he, though? And slightly posh. I love him. I love him. Well, obviously, I love him. He's my son. He's, he's, he's all right, that he's kid. He's a good lad, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but he's quick thinking. You're not supposed to have the phone in your bedroom. Uh, uh, well, yeah. But uh, I said I could phone you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that guy. He, try, he tried the New Year's Eve default. Yeah. Realised yeah. that wasn't going anywhere and Jeez. then hit that one. Let's go to Pete. Good evening, Pete. Good evening. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hello, Peter. How was your season, to be jolly? <laughs> it, it, it was all right. I mean, I, I'm mainly ringing to eat a bit of humble pie and... Oh, and, the, oh, and the... gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Press, press, get, put a blank tape in, press record and play. Pete, our former Apprentice correspondent, um, and uh, let's be honest, the Ebenezer of the piece. He's about to become a humble pie master. Humble pie master. Okay, Pete, I wonder if it's going to be apologising about the Doctor Who Christmas special. Pete, away you go. Well, it, it is. I mean, I, I spent a long time saying there isn't going to be one. And, I, I mean, I tuned, I was like, okay, look, he's lying, but I'm going to tune in anyway, and... It, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they got Prince Charles to be in it. That that was well, and like all the other doctors fighting Prince Charles, and he was a monster. Ah, oh, brilliant! I haven't seen it yet, Pete. I've still got it on videotape, oh, and spoiler. you spoil you spoil it, mate. So. Thanks, Pete. I was looking forward to that, watching the Doctor Who Christmas special, which I taped, and I remembered to tape this year, and you've just gone and spoiled it, buddy, so I might as well just tape EastEnders over it. K9 blows up. Thanks a lot, Pete. <gasps> and what is wrong with these Why people? Why do you do this? What is wrong with these people? Gosh. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. I'm, a, uh, I'm happy you've allowed me on air again. I'd just like to wish you a very happy Hootenanny. <laughs> Hey, happy Hooters, Nanny. Oh, come on. N nice Hooters, Nanny. No. Happy... No. Happy Hooters, Stop Nanny. I've been to Hooters before, Ian, where there are nannies. Oh, he's doing anything? Yep. No, I haven't either, no. Okay. Anyway, Paul, thank you for that. Okay, can I finish quickly? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> okay. Um, 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, it's a New Year's Eve special <laughs> for people like myself, like Catherine. Like me, yeah. Um, Daryl says, does the show avoid the countdown? Uh, wh- uh, what countdown? The, the TV program? No, we love Richard Whiteley. We will be having no countdowns. We might have a, uh, no, we won't. It, it's all good. Let's play some adverts. This is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock, hate going to work. On Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. So, oh, we're talking about how uh, I've started going to AA recently as opposed to NA. I've been going to some new meetings out of London. I met some really interesting people. And I had a lot of weird things happen at these meetings, like good weird. And when we went and saw Joe Pasquale, and I'd said to Kath, just watch out, that things are shifting. Higher power, the universe, whatever, is, um, is shifting and things are kind of taking a new place. And when we were at the pantomime, Loads of stuff kept happening, didn't it? Like, and, but you could go, oh, that's a coincidence. Yeah, you could, could. It might be a coincidence, but there's a lot of these coincidences happening, right? Did you hear that? Okay, I just wondered if you heard that. Okay. Um, and um, it's all right. Let's not dwell on it. Let's not dwell on it. I'm not allowed to talk about that stuff anymore. Um, but if you're listening in DAB, I apologise. Pardon me. I've been in a lot of cheese recently. Um, and I just cut some. Um, Nadia being sat... Yeah. Directly behind me. Right, a woman who I'm a big fan of, and she was a big supporter of mine when I was in the jungle. And she tapped me on the shoulder and went, I'm really sorry to disturb you, Ian, but I just thought I'd say hello. I went, oh my God, you owe me a strawberry cake. She went, yeah, I do. And um was chatting to her, and then I said to the kids, when we finished chatting, I said to the kids, oh, that's um, Nadia, she's a really famous cook. And your eldest went, she's... She's not the woman that won Bake Off, is she? I mean, yeah, 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 that's her. And she started, your, your eldest started giggling. Because she's a really, really big fan. It's like me going, sorry, that person you took to, that wasn't just Paul McCartney, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly that. And she couldn't, she, and I said, oh, let, let me introduce you. Nadia, sorry, this is my uh, friend Catherine's daughter, and she is a really, really big fan, and I just wanted to introduce you. And, and Nadia was, was as charming and as delightful as you'd imagine, and Bigham was like, just couldn't look at her. Yeah, shook her hand. Thrilled. Then had a picture taken with her. So there was that. There was the stuff with Joe. And then later on, we went to, like, an arcade in a shopping centre, like, like a, a, a computer games arcade. And when we came out, these two drunk men kind of grabbed me in Manhattan. Ian! It's like, oh, God, what is, who are these scumbags? But it was the son and the grandson of Dennis from Dunstable. Now, regular listeners will know Dennis from Dunstable, Dunstable used to call us a lot here and died earlier in the year at 93, I think? 93, 94. I went, Kath and I went to see Fifty Shades of Grey with him when it came out. And of course, yeah. the famous line he shouted in the cinema when Mr. Grey opened it, the door to his sex dungeon went, that looks just like my garage. <laughs> and the woman told, turned around and told me to shut up. She, she couldn't believe it. It's, it's the old man. I said, I, said, I, said, I said, it's not me, it's the old man. She said, don't, don't be so rude. <laughs> it was. Um, it was. But it was, um, it was his son 
And his grandson, they're a little bit boozy, he's come out of the pub. They were having their, well, I think they worked together, the family. Right. And they were having their Christmas right. day out. And they were, you know, very uh, friendly, as drunk people can, but really, really nice, and said some really nice things to me and Catherine about the show and about Dennis and about the funeral and, um... What are the chances? Milton Keynes is a big place. We weren't even in the centre of Milton Keynes. We were sort of out on the, the, the perimeter of it a bit. What are the chances of on the same day as Joe Pasquale, a man I don't, didn't really know that well, invites us backstage, then Nadia is sat behind me, and then we walk down the thing, and, 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 and it was a reminder. All of these things were a reminder of, this is going to sound arrogant, but I'm going to say it. Of how nice I can be. Of how, when I'm n nice, nice people get attracted to me. Joe Pasquale was, gave me his number because I was, I was doing Good Morning Britain and I was good on it and I was being nice. Nadia took a shine to me because I was nice in the jungle. Dennis's family took a shine to me because we treated their dad and their granddad like a human being. I mean, he's a daft old sod, but. <laughs> he was our daft old sod. He was sod. our daft old sod! And, and I'll fight anyone who calls him a daft old sod, apart from And us. we treated him like a human being, and we had a laugh with him, and we argued with him. I, I can't remember the number of times I banned him from the show for being obnoxious. Um, oh, and intentionally racist. Potentially racist, yes. And hung up on him, and, um, it was, and it was just, and there's, but there's been loads, loads of mm. those little things happening. I'm sat in an AA meeting, and I won't break any confidence, sat in an AA meeting, this guy comes over to me, and he introduces himself. I said, why do I know that name? He says, oh, I, I do such and such with such and such. I won't give it away, but it's a very close personal connection. I thought, well, now we're, now we're really good friends. I've been over to his house for a coffee. I'm going to go over there next week, phone him up today. Uh, it, it, so many things are happening because I'm open to change, open to suggestion. i tell you what else it's a reminder of, yeah. all these things, that what you are doing... Yeah. Matters. Yeah, yeah. I've had a bit of that this this week on the stream. It's really dawned on me that this show is more than just whipping up fear and frenzy around Brexit or around people that that look different or eat different food or pray to a different god or don't pray to a god or or talking about flipping I don't know potholes. It's more than that. It's more than that. You know, it's um you know with the, the the literal example of saving a life a year and a week ago 53 weeks ago we had a bloke on the phone who was who'd taken an overdose and um we didn't save his life but we certainly kept him alive long enough for the emergency services to to pump all the drugs out of him and put him on a life support machine and I, what i'm trying to say is and i don't want to blow my own trumpet because i don't have one but um uh the, uh the number of people that come up to me and Catherine after we do a live show the number of people at the putney show we did the other week or we'll send us an email and I read them all, we don't always reply to them. Or we'll phone in and say, or we'll stop me in the street. I was at the pictures the other day and a guy came up to me and shook my hand and he said, what you do, he said, I really love your radio show, what you do is, is really important for people like me. Didn't go into any detail. My kids were there. My kids were like, what was that about? I said, I think he's a fan of the show. Um, Thank you for all the kind words that people have said to me and the people have said to Catherine and people have said to both of us about the impact the show has had on their lives, right? We ain't never going to be a mainstream show. We're never going to be a Julia Hartley Brewer or a Nick Ferrari or a, a, a Today program or a, the, the, This Morning or Good Morning. We're never going to get millions of listeners. We're always going to be on a, a, a niche. In the Venn diagram of radio, we're kind of out there. We're a cult, right? We're a cult. I get it. But 
I think the power of the cult is often more more important than the power of the huge and the mainstream yeah. and the big. It's it. enough for me that this show is important to somebody. I get it. So thank you. Let us go. We've got a lot of calls here, so let's go to June. June! Well, not, it's June's daughter. I just wanted to wish you a merry, merry... Have you fallen inside like a Kiora carton or something? You sound... My mum's phone, it's stupid. Oh, for crying out loud, please. Will you, someone in that household, buy that old woman a decent phone? She has an iPhone. Is that what you're talking into? Yeah. Uh, Get Huawei. (laughs) Anyways. I was trying to be sincere for a second there. <laughs> I'm being sincere. Get your mum a decent phone because that one is terrible. We can never hear her. It's, it's Rachel, isn't it? Yeah, it's Rachel. She can't do anything with the phone anyway. She literally just uses it to Siri text random people. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then the Siri always, like, it comes out really weirdly. And then the kids text her loads of emojis and it comes out as... Charlie, blah, 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 come, and then they send her, like, hundreds of emojis, oh. and then, so she has to listen to Siri say each and every Oh, one. so Siri uh, reads out the emojis? Yeah, she does, and it's hilarious. And my sister, who texts really terribly, you know, like, text speak. Yeah. Um, and listening to Siri read text speak is hilarious, too. Anyways, moving on from that. Moving on, moving on. To, moving on Just to the point. Just wanted to say, to what I've just been listening to, you guys are doing a great job. I don't get to listen to you every night, because... You're in just an awkward time, but when I do listen, it's always really... I think you guys are doing an important job, and you're doing a great job. But anyway, moving on to that. Bullying old women into buying technology they can't I'm afford. For- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. How are you... Rachel, how are you doing? Because we speak to June all the time, and we see you very occasionally at our live shows, and, and we appreciate... She can never get a word in. No, she can't. And, and we appreciate, you know, I, I know it, it, it's hard work taking a mum in a wheelchair to see shows and stuff. Look, it, it's a pleasure. But it's hard work. How are you doing? She's booked three more next year. Sorry, you booked, you booked what? She's booked three more shows next year. Oh, my <laughs> God. She's coming to all of them. This this woman's um, my groupie, my biggest groupie. Maybe. But how are you How are you doing? Right this second, at 11.49 on December the 31st, how are you? Well, we always have, like, a little mini party where I do, like, a big buffet and the kids sit and eat all night. Yeah. And we listen. We usually watch movies, but tonight we're listening to you. Yes. Um... Because it keeps them happy. We are better than films. It's official. Now your phone sounded. Now your phone's going even worse. What is your mouth near it? Yes, my mouth is very much near it. There we now go. That's go on, June. Well, uh, no, Rachel, go on. What did you? So what did you want? <laughs> oh, we well, were asking me about how I am. I'm fine. Good. Anyways, I have a question for you. Yes. How come anyone over the age of about of about twenty always calls up about half past eleven? On New Year's Eve, saying I'm calling you now just in case I can't get through at midnight. Like, like we're in 1998, and they think the phone lines are going to go down. Well, I don't. Do, do the phone lines not get really packed at midnight still? No, they don't. Not anymore because it's 2019. Well, okay, I'm going to wait. Well, maybe, it'll be 2020 but, soon, but well, yeah. But I thought because I doesn't happen anymore, surely. I, well, well, ah. Ah, now you're saying surely. Now you'll just guess. You're just thinking no, that we're I, better than we are. We are. We definitely are. I remember back in the day, you'd send a text at midnight, and people you'd suddenly, at like seven o'clock in the morning, you get a flood of texts yeah, as they all like came through. Well, let's but that doesn't happen now, doesn't it? No, because also everyone's connected to the internet, so it gets. Does are they? Mm. Here's my, here's my bug there with phones, right? Okay. Now, when I make a phone call now, I turn off the Wi-Fi, and I turn off. 
data, internet roaming, right? Because I want to make a phone call. I don't want to make one of these crappy Wi-Fi phone calls where it gets, you got, Norman got it, and it got, here's the I want to make a phone call. Yes, it sounds a little bit crackly, but that's a phone call. I don't want it to keep dropping out. Okay. I wasn't telling you off, by the way, Rachel. I was, I was just, you know, having a rant. Okay, I'll do that in future for all my phone calls. Thank you very much indeed, Rachel. It is much, much appreciated. Good evening. Christina! Hi, Gern. Hey, Christina. How are you? Ah, I'm really, I'm, I'm so thirsty. We bought too much food when we came in. It's all salty. Very, very salty. I am, um, turning into a husk. I'm turning into a Farley's rusk here. Oh, I used to like them as a kid. Okay. There you go, you see. There's a lid for every part. Uh, Tell Christina, you start talking and then we'll talk over you. Away you go. Oh, don't say that. I thought oh, that's I how it worked. Say... <laughs> oh, I just want to say thank you for this year. You guys have really helped me out. It was nice to meet you the other day. Um, it was nice yeah, to meet you in... too. Yeah, I stayed in to listen to the show because... Like someone else says, you don't realise the impact you haven't brought. You do realise the impact you haven't people. I'm starting to realise. I'm starting to realise, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, you, you guys do have a massive impact on people. When... Do you like your yeah, record I'm... player? Christina won a record player. Oh, I love an it. actual <laughs> Crosley record player at our live show in Putney the other week. Yeah, and Jamie got me in the Secret Santa, so I've got um, a David Bowie record to play on it, and it's fabulous. And I've got your record in there as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Living the David Bowie and Kathleen Ian. Oh, by the way, my, oh. my, dream, my dreams have come true, right? Twitch Sings is available on a Macintosh computer. I am recording some... I've done a duet with David Babcock. I've done a duet with a, a very weak-voiced guy singing No One Knows What It's Like to Be the Bad Guy Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. I'm having the time of my life. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow is, is karaoke in my living room. That's what I'm doing, Christina. Oh, I'm doing that for my birthday. Yes. There's nothing better than singing... Now, I don't want to hear the recording back, because then you realise, oh, ah, I see. Right. I, th I think it's recording technology that's the problem. I think that must yeah. be it. I think oh, that Oh, you were amazing on Twitch earlier. Oh, thanks. You've got some lungs on you, haven't you? Wow. Did you see me on there? I must have tuned out then. We are oh, awkward. Outrageous, outrageous behaviour. Let's go to uh, Roger, the big man in the sky. Roger. <laughs> Hello, Ian. Hello, Roger. What can we Roger. do for you this, on this holy evening? Yeah, you've... A few people have already stolen my thunder, and you did when you were talking earlier, because as, as I said, you... As you said, you've you started to understand the impact the show has on people. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. It's, as I said, it's... You, you bring joy. You bring joy, you bring laughs. In a year which is a bit, it's been a bit rugged. Can we just stop, can I just pause for a second? Because I've got something very, very important I want to say. Roger's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. I've seen his Twitter feed. We're about to get there. I love you, man, and it's not because I've had a few. <laughs> I am pretty drunk, yeah. <laughs> it's, not often I get, it's not often I get this drunk. I'm on my third can of dark fruit cider. Oh, oh God, that sounds disgusting. Devil. It's lovely. Oh, mate. It's lovely, but yeah, uh, it's it's not just that. It's not just that. It's the it's the kindness you show people. It's that you get people that wouldn't normally phone a radio show. <laughs> well, I do, that's not always a good thing either. Well, it's not because as I said when I was when I was sending that tweet earlier, it's like, oh, oh God, Susan's on. 
But Roger's uh, jealous of Leroy, I think. Is Truth it? comes out and you've had a few, doesn't <laughs> it? Oh, that was so fu- that was so so funny. I was roaring. But yeah, it's just just want to say thank you for the show, for the live shows. It was great to see you both in Putney, as always. And uh, well, thank you. Well, that, Roger, Roger, stay there because. Um, what you said is actually very, is, is very, seriously now, huh? you, you've had a drink and we all, we have a laugh, but, um. I'd say this without a drink, mate. So, I, I, that's alright. Yep. Thank you. Let's go to Dave! Hello, Mr. Ian. Hello, Miss Kath. This Hello, is it. Mr. Respect. Dave. Respect. At last, we are getting the respect that we are due. <laughs> so we wanted. This is it. But I, I'm like Roger. I'm not drunk. Um, yeah. Stoned. Stoned and weed and cannabis. Hashish. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a cannabis. He's, he's not a cannabis. Oh, I heard a, a radio station the other day. It was. <laughs> it was. Um, it might have been Christmas Eve. Might have been Christmas Eve. I'll tell you exactly what date it was because I texted a friend of mine. Hang on a second. Second. Um, uh, it was a, uh, another radio station. It was on. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not really that. It was on the 27th of December. And um, for the breakfast show was talking about dopers. You know what dopers are, Dave? Oh, no, of course not. People that smoke dope. And how, <laughs> how dopers, 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 I think what? you meant stoners, dopers <laughs> should be um, put in prison for life. For doping. This is the 27th of December. I think that, uh, yes, if we catch these dopers, that's not a bad impression. Who am I doing? I think that, yes, if we catch these dopers, that's not a bad impression. Who is it? Yes, my name's Andrew Castle. Oh, Andrew, yeah. Uh, he was calling them dopers. My name's Andrew Castle. And, uh, yes, I think that if we, uh, catch these dopers, then I don't have a problem with them being put in prison for 10, 15 years. I thought the verb dopers. to, I thought the verb to dope is like kind of just a sporting thing, isn't it? Dopers. So, dopers. Uh, <laughs> that was on the day after Boxing Day. The breakfast show's doing a thing about dopers. dopers. Yes, I'm Andrew Castle and I, I, I think we should put these dopers in prison. <laughs> I can only do that because I've ripped a bit of my throat and there's a flap hanging off the back now of my throat. Now I know his secret. Now I know his, um, his secret. Dave, I, I've got, got to hit the news. Have you really? In the face. Because it's really getting on my <laughs> wick. Can we come back to you after the news? Uh, yeah, come at me next year, yeah. Oh, oh Dave, yeah. I was speaking in a few minutes. Oh, I see what he means! Clever. I see what he means! Um, well, thank you, Dave. We've got another two hours of this rubbish. Um... You're welcome to call in if you uh, absolutely want. You'd be very, very welcome, in fact. We've got no agenda tonight. We never really do. Um, the next two, three minutes might be very important to some of you. If it is, congratulations. It doesn't feel very important to me. Um, and I'm sure to some of you it might be quite sad um, and completely unimportant. It's all cool. We'll see you on the other side. 0344-499-1000. If we all hold hands, I think we can make this transition together. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far-out trip into the twilight zone of late-night radio with Ian. On Mr. Ian. 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 Mr. 
irreplaceable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. They've legalised all drugs, by the way. That's, that was the, the the big news. If you went to make a cup of tea or take a leak uh, th- this year, they have legalised all drugs. So whatever you're holding, whatever's in that little stash box, whatever you got under your bed, feel free to y- use and abuse. Exit news for dopers everywhere. Dopers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. We're back for one night only. And then we're back next week. But I'm Ian Lee. You is? Catherine Boyle. Lady Alex is taking your phone calls and calling you straight back. No agenda tonight. You can give us a call about anything. And thank you, thank you for all of the kind words. There's not really a lot I can say when people phone up and say kind things to us. And I'm always try and nudge the the show. Excuse me, Windy Pops there. Try and nudge the show away from being a a, a pure loving. Um, If you want to phone up and say nice things, that's great. But uh, I don't know what. Listen, we all know the show is great, okay? So just, just deal with it. <laughs> For crying out loud, just deal with it. Um, but you can find out about absolutely anything you want. I always consider, I've got to, I, in fact, this is the first Christmas I think I've ever taken the two weeks off. Normally I take one week off and I would work this week, but I'm enjoying, uh, I don't know, not working. And, um, so th- th- this is kind of, it always takes after a break. It takes a few shows to get back. That's why I've been doing some stuff online just to try and get back up to speed. I'm using this as a little training ground for when we come back on Monday and we do the show. It's weird, isn't it? Um, a week, two weeks away, I forget how to do it. I forget how to do it. From the first couple of, sh- couple of three shows are always a little bit, 
clunky and yeah. feels a little bit forced and a little bit false. Um, but, but really the essence of it is, it's just two mates sitting down, having a laugh, having a chat, and people are earwigging and they can chip in anytime they want. As our good friend Dave Dogface has done. Dave, welcome back. Uh, and, uh, doesn't even New Year sound, seems fabulous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say thanks for doing the little, um, Neil Innes stream yesterday. I was working and I, um, came out of the cop shop and, uh, the cop, the, shop. Uh, cop shop. Cop shop. I just, I just wondered where the shop was, if it, had, if it was 24 hours, Stop. if they've opened on New Year's Day. Casting nasturtiums. <clears throat> and, uh, I read, I read on Twitter and then, uh, I saw your, uh, Train and I start, you know, sitting sitting in the van. If, if it hadn't been for your stream, I'd be a man sitting in a van crying on his own. So you know. <laughs> well, we now here's the thing. Were we at the same Ruttles gig at the Borderline? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was about six years ago. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I, Dave, that's the, only, that's the only time I know that he's played the Borderline. Yeah, well then, well, you and Dave got in touch with me and offered me a, a, an illegal. Sorry, Dave got in touch and offered me an official legally sanctioned recording of of this yeah. concert, yeah. and I was like, I, I was I was at that show. I, I saw the Ruttles around about then uh, at the borderline. I remember because um, when it said the Ruttles, I assumed, I hoped, actually, I, I was pretty sure he wouldn't be, but I hoped that Ricky Fatar was going to be there and I was trying to find my Beach Boys in Concert album to take so just in case he was there and I'd ask him to sign it but then I couldn't find it because I remember I gave away all my Beach Boys vinyl when I was having a clear out like an idiot and anyway he wasn't there um, but uh, yeah I was at that show it was a great old show that yeah it was really good I I, I met I only met him a couple of times sort of after you know uh, after Ruttles gigs and after gigs and uh he was always someone who would, you know, didn't mind signing anything or pictures or anything. He was uh, a, a very nice bloke. I saw him so. twice, I think. I saw him there, and I saw him a few but, years but I, before. I, uh, I, mean, I saw him, thing. what, two months ago at the Ruttles... Well, was, the screening. The Ruttles screening, yeah. and I didn't have anything to sign or anything, and he was signing stuff just by the, the green room, and I was going to say, oh, you know, I'm going to sign, I just want to say thanks yet again for the Ruttles and everything. And I thought, oh no, it's all right, I'll leave it. I'll do it next time. Exactly. I'll do it next time. Here's the thing, and I tweeted this, and it got a bit of traction, this tweet. I tweeted a picture of the the, the treasure, the wonderful lyrics that he hand-wrote for me of Double Back Alley, my favourite Ruttle song, uh, 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 and one of my favourite songs of all time, probably in my Mm. top 20 favourite songs. It may not sound very high, but that's high. Um, and, um, and I tweeted a picture of that and it got a bit of traction and a few kind of, it kind of got picked up around the world. And it was, the tweet was liked by one of the cast from Better Call Saul, a lot of people in America. Then the tweet was liked by Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, I saw that. The Jedi, the Jedi. And that's the second tweet of mine that he's liked. So you're virtually friends. Well, he liked a tweet a couple of years ago that I did about, um, Dave Davis from the Kinks because he's friends with Dave Davis. And I sort of tweet, he may have even retweeted it and, re- and posted something. And I replied saying, oh, Mark, why don't you come on my radio show? We won't mention the space thing once. We'll just talk about 60s British rock, which he's a big fan of. And he so replied. I think he was over at the time, wasn't he? I think well, he was over at the time filming the, the possibly. film he didn't want to mention. Yeah. And he, he said, I can't do it now. Ask me again in the future. And I said, I will. So then I asked him again in the future, about eight, nine, ten months later, and he, and he sent a very, did a terse reply, all interviews have to go through Disney. 
Ah, okay. I see we're playing the Disney game now. <laughs> but yeah, so he liked, he liked my tweet and it made me feel very special, even though I'm not really a massive Star Wars fan. There's something about Luke Skywalker liking your tweet. Anyway, the, the tweet was, there was a picture of those lyrics and it was also, if there's an artist or a performer or, or a human that has moved you, that you like their work, tell them. Tell them yeah, now yeah, yeah. before they're dead and you can't tell them. Now, I, I should have then done a series of tweets afterwards explaining kind of the rules of it. And the, the rules are that person may not get back in touch. That may that person may be a little bit terse with you. That's rude if they do. But that person may not get back in touch. And that doesn't matter, right? The onus isn't on them to write back to everyone and go, hey, thanks very much. It's not, it's not up to them to do that. But every tweet and every email I get saying I like what you do, I read it and it just adds a little, little energy point. Yeah. If I was a video game, I'd get a bing as my energy bar went up and these you know just if there's someone you love right who does their job and i'm not saying phone up and tell us because that's not what it's about tell them because they might die tonight also don't expect them to be tired of hearing it yeah here's something and you have seen this as well when we saw ronnie Spector, oh. and she was talking about amy winehouse with such fondness and that thing that she said that really stuck out for both of us yeah. was amy reminded me what that what i did mattered yeah Yep. You don't know when you're catching that person, that might be the first thing they've heard for a long time that makes them feel like what they did mattered. You don't want to be that person, don't you? And, 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 I say it was like, I'm, I'm, now there's a little bit of distance, I think I can say this without mentioning names, there was one of the monkeys who was um, famously very, very rude to people. I was, I had, I, 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 I had... A possible brush with his rudeness. I don't know if it was a broken phone line or if it was his rudeness. I've seen him shout at people asking for autographs. He'd shout, turn and, sh and scream in their faces. Wow. Um, and did it to a friend of mine. I was stood there watching it thinking, hmm, okay, I've read about this and now I'm seeing this. This is, this is A1 dickish behavior. And I've, I've seen it a few times and I've read so many stories about it. Um, and if people do that, it, it, it kind of, it didn't turn me off the monkeys as a group. Didn't completely turn me off, off him as a, as a person. When really, I sh if he'd have done it to me, I should have been mindful to say, why don't you go and F yourself? You know, <laughs> um, but, um, uh, I'm sure you know which one it, when it is, Dave. Um, yeah. but, um, but, but, but they may do that. And that's, that's down, that's down to them. And if that changes your opinion, then that's really, really sad. But, it, it, but I think generally most artists will either not reply, do nothing, or you may get a little thanks, right? But that's not important. The fact that you have told them. I remember when Paul Daniels was dying and I said to everyone, and I, we had Paul on the show, didn't yeah. we? And put, we had Paul Daniels on. He was waiting for the gag, waiting for the punch to the gut, waiting for me to go, ah. You've had a ah, few people like that. David Hamilton and a few others. He's waiting for me to go, ah, but really I think you're SH1T. Yeah. And it wasn't at all. I wanted to get Paul Daniels on and say to him as he was an old man, flipping love you. And I know you've got a bit of a reputation. I know you, you've been tricked and you're wary. I think you're brilliant. And I grew up and I wanted to be you. And I, you're still one of my heroes. And some of my fondest memories are getting a Paul Daniels magic set and watching you on a Saturday night. Loved it. Tell these people. Because we, we thought, Dave, I'm sure you did, Neil Innes will be around forever. He didn't look 75. 
No, no. I may say uh, a couple of months ago, he, he was over from France, and he was, he, you know, yes, full of beans. And you know, I understand it just natural causes. Wasn't mm. He wasn't ill or anything. He just. You know. no, I've not read anything. I saw um, Mike McGear, uh, Mike yeah. McCartney, tweeting about it. Of course, they were friends, and, and Mike McCartney going, "God, it, 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 it's really upsetting. He's the same age as me, and you think seventy-five mm. ain't old anymore? It's not old anymore." No, and apparently he was very sudden. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I said to him, you know. It, regardless of whether the Beatles ever existed, these you write brilliant songs. Mm-hmm. These are brilliant songs, regardless of anything. And that's the, you know, I can quote. I can't quote any poetry, but I can quote you know huge swathes of Rattles lyrics. You know. Um, Did you ever have the vinyl album of the Rattles, the soundtrack? Oh album? yeah, yeah, and it, it came out again recently with uh, like a Japanese EP. You know, a, a makeup <sighs> Japanese EP of the songs that weren't on the soundtrack. Oh, I I, strangely, you said about buying it, it. I bought my copy at the um, old fire station in Windsor. There was a oh, fair there. There you go. Yeah, it used to be the art centre. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's yeah. funny. Five miles yeah, up the yeah. road from where I got mine. But um, you know, the, 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 you know, <laughs> life goes on. Life goes life, on. Uh, but uh, you know, you did want to go on to Twitter and say I, I was shocked and stunned because uh, you know, mm. um, that, that's what he said when um, was it? It wasn't Tom Petty. It might have been. When Lennon died, George Harrison said he was shocked and stunned. And uh, didn't uh, Paul McCartney say it's a drag or something? Well, he did, yeah, but, <laughs> yes. He got tarred with ever, ever since. Yeah, oh, yeah, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly so. That's not me having a pop at him. I mean, he was kind no, of no, ambushed no, that, and, um, you know, what, what are you going to say with someone? You've had yeah, a, exactly, your, your former best mate who you've had a turbulent relationship with, he's mm-hmm. been shot dead. Someone, you confronted with loads of cameras and I microphones. And it's a drag. And everyone went, oh, how disrespectful. Oh, God. Uh, Get lost. None of your business what, what Paul McCartney thinks about John Lennon's death. None, it's no one's business. It's his and uh, Linda's at the time. That's it. None of our business. The, the weird thing was, I was with a mate the night before, uh, uh, you know, on uh, Sunday, Sunday, and we were going through a PDF of the, it's a load of interest to you and me, <laughs> of the Abbey Road booking, uh, studio booking um, log. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. This, we, is, this is great. And we always wanted to check out because he used to tell, uh, Neil Lewis used to tell during this, um, his live shows about being in the studio at the same time as the Beatles recording I Want to Tell You. And they were in Studio 2 doing I Want to Tell You. And um, the Bonzos were in Studio 3 doing My Brother Makes the Noises for the Talking. <laughs> um, and I've always wondered, is that true or is that an old showbiz thing? So we looked up the date for when, you know, they recorded. And sure enough, in this book, which, um, you know, you can't see anywhere, um, it says the Beatles, you know, from 7 till 10, and then the Bonzos in Studio 3 from 7 till 10. Beautiful. He wasn't lying. Um, so, yeah, just tip of the hat to him. He just, you know, he was a very nice, you know. Someone said he was a, a really nice bloke and completely sort of, um, uh, unambitious in a way. He didn't really... <laughs> oh, he's very scatty. I tried to get him on this show a number of times and he was always, it was always a yes. Speak to my wife and we'll sort it out definitely in a promise. And, 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 and it, it just never happened. I spoke to him when I was on Absolute and I, I must dig that out somewhere. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was scatty and wonderful and artistic and lovely and... He should have been a sir, and we should have carried him around on our shoulders. Has Eric Idle said anything publicly? I mean, it's not really business again either, is it really? I suppose they fell out. But but I just want to tell you a story that uh, Stephen, who does the um, uh, Nothing Is Real podcast. Great Beatles podcast, guys. If you're bored, Nothing Is Real, go and download it. I've got about five that I've not listened to, and I'm very excited. 
And he told me about going to see the Stones in about, uh, in the t early 2000s. Oh, that's a shame. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was, he was well, I could go to see the Stones in the early 2000s, dear God. And he was standing up at the top and he noticed the bloke, there's a bloke standing next to him and, uh, chatting to him a bit and, uh, then he suddenly recognised who it was and he said to the guy, I just want to say, Mr, and I'll leave out the name because you might want to try and guess who it was. Okay. Um, he says, uh, hello, now, I just want to say, you know, I'm a big fan of your work and everything. And this bloke just, before he was quite sort of chatty, but when he realised the guy recognised who he was, his shoulders went down and he just went, and I went. <sighs> so he, Stephen has also been Al Jardine. <laughs> was, it, was it Al Jardine? Yeah. Oh, it was Al Jardine, I was going to say. Al Jardine, rhythm guitarist for the Beach Boys and an absolute scumbag. I'll tell you why. Thank you, Dave. I'd stay there. I'm at LAX Airport, Los Angeles X Airport, right? And I love the Beach Boys. Al Jardine walks past me. Me, Dave, and his mate Steve are probably the only three people in the world that would recognise Al Jardine. And I start panicking, going, oh, my God, it's Al Jardine from the Beach Boys. Right, I've got a... What was the name of the song? What was the name of the song on the Surf's Up album? It was the Take a Load Off Your Feet. Right, okay, right, okay. So I go, on, oh, God, oh, my... I'm getting really nervous. Oh, my God, it's Al Jardine. Oh, my God, I'm not right. I haven't got anything for him to sign. That's not a problem. Maybe I can get a picture. A picture. Okay, right. Oh, it's Al Jardine. And I'm really hyperventilating him, uh, ventilating. And I follow him down the escalator, and he gets to the bottom of the escalator, and I just went, he has his back to me, and I just went, Mr. Jardine? And he did. His shoulders slumped down, and you could see his head go down. I could see the side of his face go, oh, God. Yeah? And just the vibe was, do not come anywhere near me. And I just went, put my phone back in my pocket, and just went... I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for, for all the music that you've made. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Wow. And I walked away absolutely crushed by Al Judding. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he was having a bad day. No. But a uh, Rolling Stones concert in the early 2000s? <laughs> well, maybe he's having a bad day in the Rolling Stones in the early 2000s. Sounds about the same time. It would, would have been early 2000s um, uh, uh, as well. Al Jardine, you piece of trash. Whereas, see, uh, really, ladies, you're going to miss him because, you know, when you do, do meet, did meet him, he was lovely and so, you know. Yeah. Anyway, Al Jardine's still got a great voice. He's, he's the only one in the Beach Boys that's still got a brilliant, brilliant voice. Catherine Boyle. And I have Al Jardine my children recently. <laughs> You know, when I've just sat down for the first time in 12 hours, uh, and I get the uh, the kind of child version of Mr. Jardine, I have done that shoulder thing. Yeah. <laughs> just so, what was what was he talking to him about before he called him out for being a beach boy? Oh, he just said, you know, uh, you know, enjoying the show. What you doing? You know, what you doing in Dublin? Sort of, you know, just general sort of chat about, you know, about the venue and just you know what the sound was like. And just generally, you know. Wait a minute, if you're a beach boy, right? The Rolling Stones opened for the Beach Boys in 1964. Surely, 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 you can get better than seats right up in the gods for the... For no, they, were, they were, like, standing by the sort of, you know, they'd obviously both gone out at some point to, uh, you, know, you know, use a loo or whatever, and were coming back and just, uh, you know... Al Jardine goes to the toilet, the top, a weakness. You know, sort of. <laughs> we found a weakness in Jardine. Uh, Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. What famous rock stars have you sat next to? I'll tell you. Um, 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 uh, Bruce Dickinson.
I was going to tell you the story, but it's not actually, I was, okay, I'll tell you the story. Yes, Catherine. Noddy Holder. Where? In the pub. No, it doesn't count. I mean, like, you were out, out having a drink with Noddy. You were going out with him for a while. <laughs> I was not going you out with him. You were courting Noddy no, Holder for six months. No, I, I will tell you Bruce Dickinson in a bit. The switchboard is empty, guys, for the first time. I stood next to Jimmy Page. Once. Can we, can they hear you now? Yeah, hang on. Because <laughs> I can barely. This... Is that better? Hello, yeah. can you hear us? It's like, it's the voice of Lady my, Alex who's answering uh, your phone call. my Tandy microphone in here. There we go, yes. Yeah, I stood next to Jimmy Page once. Now, wh wh where? Um, Charing Cross Road. Because with, res with respect, the phoning was, have you ever sat next to a rock star? Oh, now you're saying you stood next to one. Okay. Go on, let's, let's hear it, let's hear it. Yeah, that's about it, really. It was just a, a guitar <laughs> shop. We just looked at guitars, the same guitar, and I just thought... You can afford that guitar, oh. and I can't. You basically. could afford to buy it for me as well. Yes, you wouldn't even notice, Mr. Page. The guitar, please. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yeah, I love that. I've got, I've got Lady Alex taking the phones. I've just had John come in, and both of I used to work with at another radio station years ago, twelve years ago, man. I'm, I'm so thirsty. We went and bought a load of food from Marx's. It's got like a clarty, like sort of druggy mouth. We went and bought a load of food from Marx's, and uh, it must have been the saltiest uh, uh, food in the world. Right. Uh, right. Okay. So we're asking, have you ever sat next to a rock star? We'll take stood next to a rock star as well. Courtney says, I ran on a treadmill next to Paul McCartney at a gym in St. John's Wood. I'll take that. Oh, yes, man. Is that all for me? No. Oh. Oh, I'm so thirsty. What did we eat? Just like salt bars? I mean, you had a lot of beige, didn't we? <clears throat> Ooh, that was Holy... Giacomoli. That's good water. Went and saw my friend Mackenzie in a play called Jerusalem. It's a very long play. And there was an aeroplane sound effect in it. It was an aeroplane comes into land. And the guy next to me, I heard him say to his missus, that's uh, Boeing 629. And I kind of said, oh, you know your planes, don't you? He said, I'm, 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 I enjoy them a little bit. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. I said, okay, and we're chatting, I'm chatting. And then I realised it was Bruce Dickinson, from our lead singer from Iron Maiden, of course, Flies, Jumbos. Is he the one that owns that big Zeppelin, the... I'm going to say yes. No, Led Zeppelin is Jimmy Page, no, no, no. Plant. That, he doesn't own Led Zeppelin. That airship Led out of Cardington. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. No, he doesn't own them. That's a different band. Of... I'm trying to be polite, but they do call it like the flying, it's like a big silver bum. Yeah, no, that's a different band, love. Is it? What, Silver Bum? I'm gonna, um, Silver Bum's a great name for a band, love. I'm gonna, <laughs> I wanna do, I, I've never, I wanna mansplain stuff this year. Oh, why? What do you mean this year? <laughs> oh, well, I mean this year, I mean 2020, love. Mm, there you go. You see? <laughs> I don't wanna say love at the end of the sentence. Okay, well, just go steady with that stuff, cause that is, uh. Well, some people find it annoying, don't they, love? Um, <laughs> you see? Isn't it magic? If you want to, um, Nelly Kravitz was dating a girl in my halls of residence in university in New York in 1992, says Andrew Kay. He turned up on my floor and was very friendly to all of us. Okay. That's nice <laughs> But did you stand or sit next to him? I don't get the reference. You said we we're only talking about people who sat next to pop stars. I've expanded it. Oh, you've allowed that now, have you? 
Fine. If you want me to man, why have the phone's got mental? Have I done a swear? <laughs> um, if you want me to mansplain something to you. What do you mean by that? Well, mansplaining is when a, a woman says something and a man goes into finer detail or tells her, please let me finish, or tells her why she's wrong or explains stuff that she already knows that he thinks she doesn't quite comprehend because she's a woman. Got it, love? 0344 499 Good evening, Annie. Good evening. It's been a while. How are we doing? Annie, I'm not your daddy. No, I'm aware of that. Thank you. Good. Just making sure. It's always good to clear these things up, isn't it? you, you, You have to for legal reasons. Absolutely. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? I wanna make you so happy. I wanna make you my wife. There we go. How old are you, Annie? With uh, I'm a little older than you. I wanna make you my wife. Oh, Catherine is showing me a picture of a bottom. What is that? Bruce Dickinson's airship looks like a big bottom. There we go. Annie, what can we do for thee on this holiest of mornings? I just thought I'd I'd say uh, hello, because I I hate New Year's Eve, I think, almost as much as you do. Um, I've gone from... I don't know if I hate it anymore. I definitely used to hate it. I think it's just indifference now. I've started to realise that a lot of these big things like Christmas and New Year's and birthdays that they can never live up to my expectations right i have made them in my head bigger than they ever need to be and it can only be disappointing and so i'm trying to deconstruct that examine but why do you hate it annie i was it's the same thing i think it's indifference i used to when i was younger go out and do the whole new year's eve thing and laughing and smiling and all that kind of stuff but then you think i actually don't like these people very much why am i pretending that i like them cheap people yeah cheap drugs i remember i remember just doing speed one new year's eve and walking all the walking all the way back from um oh what was that club i very rarely went clubbing there's a club in farringdon where the fabric no 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 where the chemical brothers used to dj downstairs i remember doing some really cheap speed and walking all the way back from there to kensal green which is some distance and then watching um a really horrible peter sellers film called hoffman on vhs awful 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 one of the worst nights of my life what what and it cost me a fortune why would anyone want to do that yes and that's the thing about these everything costs three times as much i think i've uh, across the last decade or so i've celebrated three new year's eve in taxis on the way home right because I thought, you know what, I've had enough. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick it out. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be just me. I don't know whether I'm just miserable. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think it, Turnmills. It was called Turnmills. That was the name of the club. There we go. I dragged that up from somewhere. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, I mean, it is what it is, uh, and um, it is, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 and I've. I don't know what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I'm suddenly, I'm very, very tired all of a sudden. You don't work for two weeks, right? And you do, and we've got another hour and a half to go. You don't work for two weeks and suddenly your job becomes really exhausting. And all, all our job is, is sat on, being sat on our backsides, chewing the fat for, for a few hours. And suddenly I'm absolutely shattered, Annie. It will sneak up on you. Well, I've been off work for the last five months. So, it, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back in. When are you going back? Uh, I'm... Probably second week in January. How are you feeling about that? 
Uh, all right. It, yeah, it's going to be uh, getting back to the routine again. I, I don't know how I'm going to do with getting up in the morning. I'm not. I'm not very good at that at the best of times. I haven't done it for a while. So mm. yeah, not looking forward to that. But yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. I'm running out of money, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be done. Hey, here's a good one from Andrew. In an Indian restaurant in Hammersmith, there were a group of rowdy men inside. My mum asked them to shut up. It turned out to be Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. (laughs) Daltrey came over to apologise to my mum. True story. There you go. I like that one. And Carrie says, I was sat next to Sunita watching Tina the musical, and then there's a picture of Carrie and Sunita. Look at that. It's all right, isn't it? I, I like Sunita. I bet Sunita's really nice. I bet she's a really nice lady. Bet you could have a nice cup of tea with Sunita out of mugs. And she's she very wouldn't smiley. mind. Sorry? She's very smiley. She's smiling I in this bit. Very smiley lady. She'll yeah. be about 70 now, isn't she, Sunita? Catherine, I would have thought. No. She was, be- she was, come on. She's be- I would say Sunita is what, 72? No. She's not. Well, we're finding out. We're Googling. She's 56. Well, showbiz age, so well, 60. Yeah, not far off. 60. Annie, what are you doing today? Are you just going to have a lazy day? Are you doing anything? Just No, just having a lazy day. That's it. Um, that's yeah, about. that's about it, really. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up, do a little stream at 11. Um, and I've got to pick up the boys at 6, so I need to leave at 5. So I'll have a little doze in the afternoon. I'm going to have a lazy day. I might watch, we're watching a lousy... Eat an afternoon doze. Oh, I love it, man. But when I say a doze, I'm talking yeah. like two, two and a half hours. Oh, that's not a doze. That's a full sleep, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love my oh, sleeps. Too long. Annie? Too long. I'm going to have to cut you off because you're now uh, offending me, my family, and the Shaolin Temple. Uh, let's go to Larry. Good evening, Larry. Good evening, sir. How are you? Happy New Year to you and Catherine. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, Larry. What can a I do for you? Fa- well, uh, just keep being you because you get us through the night shift up here in Liverpool all the time. You sound like my friend Dennis LeCorrier from Dr. Hook. Well, you know, I, uh, don't... <laughs> you sound exactly like Dennis! Oh, right on. Well, I, I met him years ago. He's a nice man. He's a lovely man. I know you're friends with him. Whereabouts are you from? I'm from... I was born in the Bronx. Grew up in Manhattan and New York. Yeah, because Kat's not buying this. I'm buying this. No, no, no I'm not buying this. not Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so much like Dennis! Oh, I, I love I, Dennis. I wish... It's like John Lennon used to tell taxi drivers in New York, I wish I had his money when they asked if that was him. There we go, you said, well, yes. <laughs> Larry, what can we've not, we've not spoken before, have we? No, but I feel I know you, but, uh, you, uh, you may have know who I am otherwise, but, uh, you're talking about... Whoa, hang on. Larry's just dropped a huge clue bomb. Yeah, I've, I've done, I've done Paul's show many years ago on another station, probably 20 years ago. Are you famous? I, uh, yeah, but I wish I was. Famous with no money. I've invented it. Oh, that's the thing, man. When they're, they're, No one's got... L- L- La- you're not... L- you're not Larry... No, right. Do you live in England? I do. Is I La- live in Liverpool. Is Larry your real name? Yeah, sure. It, Lawrence. You know, that's my parents' fault. But... You're not... It's not Lawrence Welk, is it? Well, there's a W there, but not Lawrence Welk. So. <laughs> I love you, bro. I used, to, I used to get that all the time as a kid. Not very nice back then, you know. Uh, well, I apologize to bring up your childhood memories of being well, bullied. I love how you deal with your boys on the phone. Mine's working tonight with me. You know, he's 18, but you're a great father, man. You're a great guy. I've been through all the stuff you've been through. Thank and you, brother. lovely Catherine. What a smart woman. Isn't she, oh, isn't she smart? And she's oh, got thanks. a great rack as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I want to be. I want to be a sexist pig, and 
it turns out well, it, it turns out it comes very easily. Very easily. He doesn't say Shaggy Pony anymore, though. I'm missing that. Don't we don't we don't we don't say we don't say Shaggy Pony anymore. That's been. I don't want to take your precious time, but what a joy to talk to both of you. But you were mentioning a couple people. Shaggy Pony. Hey, there we go. Shaggy Pony. Yes. Oh my God! It's a it's a hit. Go on. Neil Innes, uh, I never met him, but I, I, I jammed with Ricky Fatar once, who became the Air India stewardess after he left the Ruddles, you remember? Yeah. Who used to be a beach boy, uh, absolutely. In now, hang on a second. Let me run. Ricky Fatar was, hang on, Ricky Fatar was in a South African band called The Flame with, with Blondie Chaplin. Uh, they got, they were, they became beach boys, I think between 1973 and 1975, actual beach boys. You jammed with Ricky Fatar? Well, it's a weird story, and Al Jardine was there too, and I jammed with him. Did he did he just shrug his shoulders at you, or did he join in? No, no, uh, you know, weird. This is an '88 at a bar called Tuba City, and uh, uh, Columbia. Uh, I think Columbus Avenue in Manhattan, it's long gone. New York used to be fun back then, until they took the hookers off the street. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I don't know who said that. It wasn't me, but they. Uh, we were in a bar, and uh, a lot of musicians would hang out, like T.M. Stevens, Joe Cocker's bass player. Yeah. Uh, I was with a guy, Ray Gomez, who was with Stanley Clark and uh, Lennon, his first gig in the States, was with John on a session, and uh, who else? Cat Stevens did all his albums. So we're hanging out, and Al Jardine and Ricky Fatar came in. And Ricky, uh, I forget how it happened, because I really drank a lot then, but I played bass, so TM didn't want to do it. So I got up and jammed with Al, Ricky Fatar on drums. Al Jardine played guitar, <laughs> and I forget who else was there, but he was very nice to me at that time, but he was short, he was a little shorter than me, too, so I felt really, I overpowered him. <laughs> I think I think he's a little shorter than everybody. He's a wee yeah, fella. But, yeah, but everyone's very short next to you, Ian, That's from true. what I see. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but we had that, Al Jardine, but the sitting next to someone's story, yes. and that was fun, but it was a haze, like everything back then. I think I used to wake up on 72nd Street subway platform, before and uh, you know after a wild night, yeah. and people were throwing quarters in my lap. So oh. I mean that's how bad things got for. A while. <laughs> that was New York, a long time ago. But the best thing, I was a friend of Phoebe Snow, the late Phoebe Snow, the singer. Yeah, poetry man, Harpo's blues, all that. Yeah, and uh, we went to the Tunnel of Love tour with Bruce Springsteen's show, right? And. <clears throat> I was, she went, when she was starting out showcasing with Bruce back in the early 70s, uh, there was a club in the Greenwich Village called the Gaslight. Yeah, I've heard of the Gaslight, and, of course. Yeah, and so their key word with each other was Gaslight. And, uh, <clears throat> the sad thing is, during this showcase, uh, the great producer, John Hammond, came down, saw Bruce. Phoebe was hoping it'd stick out for her. He had to leave. I know John Hammond's son, John Hammond Jr., but this was the John Hammond. Yeah. And she left. She was heartbroken on the sidewalk. And Bruce gave her a big hug. And, you know, so, and eventually their careers all launched and went where they went. But, uh, so their code word was gaslight. So I'm sitting on a road case. This is the garden, Madison Square Garden. And it wasn't my place to go in the dressing room, right? Clarence was there, everybody else in there. Then Steve went in. So I'm sitting there, and Bruce. Comes, well, I'd never met him. Comes walking by. I'm not a giant fan, but I can tell you about this guy. He comes walking back. He says, Are you Larry? And I go, Yeah. And he said, You know, Phoebe sent me to look for you. He said, Come in. What are you doing out here? I walked in, and I, and this is when he was going through the divorce with that arranged first marriage he had. 
remember there was this showbiz gal and she vanished you don't know where she is but he was in love with Patty who sings with him and they've been married a million years now so uh, he was very depressed he suffers with depression now we know that but back then he was just so bummed out I sat next to him next to the dressing room mirror Phoebe and him just talking and I felt God what am I doing I, I shouldn't even be here he was the most normal down earth guy in the world wonderful nice decent guy he was still a bar band guy even yeah, then yeah and that was a cool thing he's he's one of the few people who's probably shorter than al jardine isn't he no no he's uh, he, bruce believe it or not he's about i'm five eight he was about five ten baby we were born to run <laughs> he was bigger than he's taller than i thought he'd be but okay. uh not that but uh real real nice guy that was really a cool weird thing and you know, then I hung out with Jimmy Page and Ron Jeremy once, and that was very bizarre. So, you, <laughs> wow. Jimmy Page and Ron Jeremy! What a combo. Yeah. What a, yes. Well, Phoebe was there then, too, and I introduced her to Ron. Somehow I knew who he was, and I don't think any male does him. But, and he was a lovely guy, and his sister was with him. He was a teacher, if I remember, from Virginia. And um, Phoebe wouldn't shake his hand, so I was embarrassed about that, because he was a really nice guy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure he would have watched it. <laughs> yeah, they were really fun days. <laughs> they Larry, were fun Larry days. I have to ask, and you don't have to answer. Yeah. Who are you? Well, I, I, I uh, am. Uh, I went to a very controversial thing here about 39 years ago in East Anglia, and uh, have a movie on its way. I'm not on to promote that because I'm not making it, but I'm on TV a lot. I look younger on most of them. I've been on TV so long, I look like my son does now. It's crazy. But that's not why I called in about no, me. I just love your music stuff. Music is my love. That's what I, I was lucky to be around a lot of big stuff way back. Atlantic Records, 40th anniversary, work live aids in Philly, all that stuff way back. But Am I allowed, uh, again, you can say no if you want. Am I allowed to, uh, well, I know I'm allowed to. What is yeah. your last name, if you don't mind? You don't have to. Well, I'm the whistleblower of Britain's Roswell, the Renishim Forest incident. And it's oh. been all so bad in the late, you know, the Bentwaters, the Renishim Forest, the UFO and all that. And I was one of the guys. And oh. Yeah. Oh. And I got a movie. They look at a thing. Dion Johnson's the director. It's called Capel Green, two words. Yeah. And that's due out. Uh, there's five trailers on YouTube. Trailer five is the most recent. And I'm the guy that looks like Willie Nelson that gets interviewed <laughs> first. It's about me, actually. But. Right, so hang on. The rendition for it, it's not, you know, I know this is what you called it. This is yeah. one of, this was, this was the, 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 the British kind of alien yeah. UFO kind of thing. Well, and there was a theory, UFO. there was a theory early in the year that it might have been set up by the American military to take the mick out of the British military. But these guys were yeah. the American but military. The, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Or, so, so you were there. I, I'm a witness to it. I was security forces on the base, and we had nukes there. And now we we were a serious base and front line in the Cold War. And over three or four nights in late December, right now, 39 years ago, that kicked off. It's in a huge abuse of power. Is it aliens? I don't know what it was. I just knew they were very scared about it. And I'm not one to call in and do this on shows, but I love your show. You oh, dude, I, 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 I feel I we've connected. I feel we've connected. <laughs> it's, I feel like I knew you anyway. I mean, we've been down the same roads, my friend, many yeah. times, and probably hit a lot of the same trees. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting, again, if I've got this wrong, tell me. I'm getting, I'm, from what you've told me, that you were a boozer. Oh, I, I, I've been to the party, brother. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you stopped completely? 
No, no, you know, I'm all right. Yeah, I got to watch things. You know, okay. I mean, it's uh, the same issues. I had, I was a friend of the musician Steve Ray Vaughan, another one. God bless him. I used to go to AA with him and think, oh, wow, that's not my. We can talk forever. And Ray Gomez, a lot of these guys that are, well, Stevie with a helicopter crash, but he would have been with us still. But uh, Ray, another one, and I've done all right. You know, I have a lot of friends like you went down the road and, you know, never came back. So very lucky, you know, in Larry, a lot of ways. I've, I have, I can't believe we've not spoken before. You sound so no. much like my friend Dennis that it's, it's, that's wonderful in itself. Yeah. But I have, uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with you, Larry. You'll, you'll, you'll give us a call again, won't you, please? I, listen, I'd be honored. I think when this movie, I'd like to, at Cable mm. Green, Trail of Five, we're premiering it in London, the director's Dion Johnson. It comes out in the spring, summer. We'd love to invite you guys to the premiere. We're there. And uh, we want to do some charity stuff around it, uh, you know. We're there. Larry, we're there, man. You keep in touch. Bless you both, really. Nice to I'm talk a to you, man. fan. You get it. And I love uh, Nigel. And I wish you got you him together to write the song with the guy that knew Peter. You can have him. I was on the floor. You can have Nigel. We're giving, <laughs> we're giving Nigel to you, Larry. I love Larry, I've got to go. I'm late for the ads. It's so nice to talk to you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, he sounded so much like my friend Dennis. Didn't he, though? I, I, I bet they, they 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 grew up a mile away from each other because that that accent is almost identical, almost identical. Same charm, same gift of the gab. Thank you, Larry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is what this show is. We've got another hour and fifteen minutes. As people phone up and chat, and you just don't know where where it's going to go. Uh, this is the late night alternative um, on Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. So, I... I um, um, I'm not making any New Year's resolutions because I think that's nonsense. I, 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 I never had since I was a kid. But, but I have the last couple of weeks. We've had we've had an interesting few weeks. I think it's fair to say, Catherine, that you and I have had an interesting few weeks. And I think that the last few weeks have certainly I can say this for you as well because I know it's have, have taught us a lot about ourselves and what we are capable of and what inner strengths. We possess, it certainly, I think, strengthened the bond that we have between us, and it's a pretty strong bond, having worked with each other for nearly eight years. Um, and it's also made me reassess what is important and what is bullshine. Yeah. And, and there's a few things in my life that I can change and... Uh, and do so. So small things. I'm ch- trying to change. I'm not doing it on a year-long basis. I'm doing it on a daily basis. So I want to just lose a little bit of this belly. Oh, I'm not going on a diet, but I know that I eat too many McDonald's and I drink too many lattes. I can sometimes drink two, three, four lattes in a day. No one needs that much milk. No one needs that much milk. So on a daily basis, I get up and I say, I'm, "Today I'm not having any lattes. I'm not having any McDonald's. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow." But today, and I've been doing this for about two and a half weeks now. I'm not going to have any lattes. not going to have any McDonald's. The other thing, I'm, I'm doing small, other small changes. I'm doing stuff that I know works for me in terms of mental health and growing and stuff. And I'm, I'm meditating every day. I've been doing that since, only since uh, Sunday, I think. But I'm meditating every day, 20 minutes a day. Trying to go out once every two or three days for a nice walk. Get outside in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. Countryside. Um... But also, I'm um, stopping buying 
I'm going to stop buying stuff. Stuff. I'm going to buy things, but I'm not going to buy stuff. And there's a really big difference, but it's really hard to explain. Stuff for me is like books, but books are a little bit great. I've got maybe a hundred books that I've bought or nicked from here that I haven't read. A hundred. Mm-hmm. And every time I get a new kind of jag going, I get a new interest, I'll buy a book on it. Yeah. And then that's, I've got 101 so books. So, for example, we see a documentary and you buy the I'll book. i buy a book on And it. you buy, might buy a couple of CDs. Yeah. And I've got so many books. And I want to read them all. It's, they're not rubbish books. They're good books. Nigel, stay there and I'll come in a second. Um, they're not, they're all good books, but I just don't know where to start. So, I'm not going to buy books. I'm a member of a library. I've got a library card. So I'm going to read the books I've got. That's what I was going to say. Don't buy any books. No. Until you've read the no, ones you've got. No, 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 but I'm not even going to I'm going to read the books I've got. If there's a book I want to get, I'll get it from the library because you can go online and you can reserve books. You can get them from the library. And if I don't use the library, my library, Prince's Risborough Library, will close down. So I'm going to make a point of not, I'm not buying any more books. I'm not buying any more books. If I want to read the books I've got, I've got enough books to last me. I've got enough books to last me for the rest of the this year, and then some. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the library, right? I'm not buying any more CDs because I got like shelves of CDs, and I'll buy them and I'll listen to them twice, and then that's it. And it turns out most I'm not on Spotify or anything, but most of the albums they put on YouTube. Well, I've, I've listened to it on YouTube. If I really, really like it, if it has a huge, huge impact on me, okay, well then maybe I'll buy it. You've got Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. We've well, got Amazon Music on there as well. It's not all on there, but you're right, there's a lot on there. Which I never think of. Yeah. So I'm not buying any more CDs, I'm not buying any more toys, I'm not buying any more stuff. Stuff, right? Stuff is things that get in the way. Now, things, I'll buy things. Things are, 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 it's like want versus need. Things are useful. Like I bought, um, a couple of LED lamps for the streaming and the, the online stuff I do. They're not the right ones. I haven't got a dimmer switch. Why would you make LED lamps without a dimmer switch? So they only do blast. Yeah, turn it on. It's like, um, but those are things, so I'm sending those one back and I'm getting some new, some different ones with the dimmer switch. Those are things. Things that will enhance, and this is where it gets tricky because you could argue books and CDs do, but things that will enhance my work and will make my life better or my friend's life better or my kid's life better. I'm going to buy things. Because I, I, you, I, you know, I've got so much crap in my house, right? I'm getting yay close. Every day I'm getting closer to clearing nearly everything out. Now, when I say I'm getting nearer to it, I could still be years off it. Could still be years off it. But I'm getting closer to getting rid of everything. That, I feel, I could be wrong, but deep down, if I did that, I would feel a whole lot better. I'd probably spend the rest of the time buying stuff back. I would feel a whole lot better. I'd have more space. I'd have more breathing space. I wouldn't be worried if I get lose this house. I'd, how do I get all this stuff into a one-bedroom flat and all of that? I'm getting closer to it. Cod psychology time. Here we go. I think that you're feeling like this because you've worked out what your problems are. Maybe. And you're no longer trying to distract that person. The shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. You're no longer trying to treat that kid nicely. <clears throat> yep. Uh, because you realise that actually there are other ways of doing that that don't involve stuff. Yeah. Uh, possibly. I think so. Could be, could be, yeah, could be it. 
So this is my, the direction I want to head in. Meditation, gentle exercise. I ain't joining the gym. I know you're going to a gym. Well done. I can't do it. I've been I've going a while it. and I'm not stopping. Because here's the thing that I realised sort of tail end of this year. is I've got a really weird attitude to what I look like. Yeah. Stay there, Nigel. We'll come to you in a second, and, I promise. Um, it's a really skewed view of what I look like. And I, I know at the moment that I put weight on. And it's uh, a, 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 multi, a multitude of things. Working late nights, it turns out, messes with your metabolism. Yeah. I don't eat a great deal, but when I do sometimes, you know, if I, you might forget to eat all day and then in the evening we're eating late, yeah. we're eating the wrong things. You and I are both eating the wrong things. Oh. Um, because it's like, oh, you know, let, just let's keep ourselves going. Um, it was that, but also it was my attitude to myself. And I would go, you know, i do six weeks of... of, of not really dieting, but being careful with what I ate. But because I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror, for example, because I'd taken a, a very quick glance and thought, oh, my God, that's not who I am in my head. And then I wouldn't look properly. And I started about three months ago stopping that thought and going, right, no, look properly. What are you actually seeing? And realising that that quick glance that might sent me off on the wrong, quite an unhealthy, hateful path before was the, I was looking at myself wrong. Yeah. Um, so, and now my attitude is I'm going to be nice to myself oh. and realise that I only get this, this is just a shell, right? I only get one go at this. I'm going to do my best for myself now because I deserve to look after myself. Yeah. So, I'd be going to the gym. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go as often as I can because actually I deserve to rather than, oh my God, you pig, get on there and, yeah. you know, I'm not, it's not that, it's not that anymore. And I'm not on a diet, I'm just going to make sure that I feed myself well. I know what you're saying. I had half an apple crumble and a tub of custard. (laughs) (laughs) But after these, like, what has it been, two weeks of eating crap, I've been eating beige, like, for two weeks. I I started sort of going right now, enough's enough, because I'm actually sick of this, and I've not been hungry for two weeks. And the last couple of days I've been eating more healthily. I was craving, you know, Coloured things. I went out and bought loads of salad don't and call stuff. Them coloured things no, anymore. but you know, I wanted like coloured red things, peppers things and great big tomato. I started to crave things that weren't Percy just. Pepper and, t- and was it tummy tomatoes? <laughs> they weren't just made out of you know, <laughs> they weren't just dough. <laughs> because I start to feel really sluggish, and I feel oh, so much better. I don't like the disruption to routine that Christmas brings. I don't like it. I don't like it It's a little all. island of, oh, well, you might as well, it's Christmas, and I'm done. I haven't watched any telly. The most telly I've watched is th- the last few days when my sister was here, and we put on the telly, we watched Ghosts, which I thought was great, the mm-hmm. horrible histories, kind of slightly grown-up thing, and then we we, we turned the te- telly on, it would always be on Channel 18, i go, right, we've got four in a bed. That is, we've got that. Safe, that's a keeper. So, let's see if we can, f- oh, Remind me to tell you about Bullseye afterwards. Uh, N- Nigel, we have to go to the news. Can we come to you after the news? Um. Nigel? I'm going to take it as a yes. Nigel, sub? That's great. Okay. Um, do you know what? I'm going to cut him off. Um, and maybe we'll try and call him after the news. Bullseye, we watched a lot of Bullseye actually over Christmas. Bullseye and, and uh, four in a bed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
tonight be the night that Nigel is standing in the right place to get a phone signal on his phone? Let's find out. Good evening, Nigel. Good evening, Ian. I was just, I was just gonna go, just gonna have a pee, but I, I'll leave that for now. We've had I someone having a dump, thing. and now we've got someone who wants to have a, a Jimmy Riddle. This really is... Either side of the New Year gap, both bases Happy covered. Happy New Year. Happy, and, uh, and, this, and that to you as well. Um, Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. Can Happy you hear us? Hello. Yeah, I'm in the kitchen now. I usually get the better signal in the kitchen. So were you there at the start of the phone call? No, I was in the toilet. I was go. just going to have a wire. He was in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the toilet. Okay. Well, I was watching, I was watching Dame Medna Everidge earlier. Oh, it's Dracula. It's Dracula. That's not Dame Medna Everidge. That's Dracula. Dame Edna Everidge is, hello, possum! Yeah, she has an Australian accent, famously. No, it isn't, darling. It's atrocious, but carry on anyway. You sound more like Mr. Punch. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. I was just in other ways, and you you started to talk to me, so I had to stop and hold it. Have you been up Big Ben lately? I, I is, is, that, no, is, <laughs> <laughs> is that what, is that what you stopped to hold? No, no, it wasn't, but I was just, I was thinking about, you know, the fireworks in London? Yes, yeah. sir. And I was thinking about Big Ben. I tried to go up Big Ben once, but the, the, the gate, the door was locked, so I missed my chance. <laughs> the door was locked? <laughs> they, yeah. they must have known you were coming, I don't think they leave it open anymore. But you have to, you have to go upstairs, there's no lift. <laughs> you have to go upstairs. Oh, right. Count me you out. You know then. that, Ian. You have to... I doubt they have a lift. There's the 39 steps, like the film. I think there's more than 39. I think 39. there'll be more. Well, there'll be 39 very, very big steps to get you up Big Ben's, <laughs> um, cavity. <laughs> anyway, I've I rung up to cheer myself up. I've been on the... I've been on Facebook most of the evening. Oh, I'm yeah. Doing, doing oh, yeah. Get, get off Facebook. Get off Facebook. It's rubbish. No, I enjoy doing it, and and I get lots of replies and things. Oh, well, there you go. I'm on, I'm on, I'm big. I am big, Nigel, on Instagram now. IG. Yeah. I'm hitting up the Instagram. Well, I'm big on Facebook. I, I, oh no, I'm bigger on Twitter actually because it's gone right up you know, on Twitter. My 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 um, you know the the, the thing the thing that goes up. Yeah. What do you call it? Uh, how many views you've had on your videos? It's gone right to the top yeah. since t- t- tonight. It was started low and it's gone right to the top tonight. That's a, a thousand views in an evening. Holy jackamole. Yeah, on Twitter. That, because I, because I gave out leaflets of my Twitter uh, address. Leaflets? In Tunbridge. You know, in Tunbridge, well, I was trying to advertise a concert. And Gosh, you, you're concert. advertising the modern media with the, one of the oldest media. This is incredible. Well, I, I like advertising it. Advertising Twitter. Advertising Twitter. And of course, I've got more views now, more people looking at it. Instagram is where it's happening, Nigel. Honestly, yeah. get on Instagram. And I think even Instagram might yeah. be old news. I think it's all about the TikTok, TikTok now. TikTok now, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not doing too bad. Uh, it says that over the past week you've had thousands of views over the past week. That's not bad, is That's it? not bad, is it? Uh, no. You can't knock that, Nige. And you know what? I was in town in the, pa- I was in the pound shop today. Yeah. Get some, get some shopping in the pound shop. And I heard a lot of screaming and it was a bunch of girls outside. Nigel from Maystone's here. And they, and I couldn't get rid of them. I was nearly, um, you know, uh, what, I mean, you know what they call it? Nearly, um, something as a word for it. Mm. But anyway. Mm. But so I had to wait in the shop while they went. They came back to the shop twice to try and get an autograph because they heard me on the radio or, or oh. seen me Twitter. 
Blimey. It's me Twitter, but, but, but I, I'm getting these gangs of people call out. Well, gang, it's mainly girls, not boys. Well, what are they calling out? <laughs> no, Nigel's here. Nigel's in the pound shop. Come and have a look, you know. And there's a, there's, Quick, there's about, tell the police. Nigel's in the pound shop. Yeah. Get anyway. mum. So, uh, no, these were all, these were about 16, these girls, they weren't... They okay, weren't. Oh, okay. So, anyway, so that, that just shows you how popular the media makes you. It really, really does. The media, but remember, remember, Nigel, the media can make you, and they can break you. Mm. Yeah, if I was in America, I'd have the same thing, wouldn't I, because they'd know me from the internet in America. Uh, so. I'm, go I'm going to say yes. Yes. Well, possible, isn't it? Um, possible. possible. Do you have that in the pound shop? I do have that in the pound shop. Yeah, I get a lot of children screaming at me. I do. I do yeah. get that. Now I've got the grown the so beard yeah. back. A lot of people recognise me. I had again. a bloke in the petrol station once. Did you, <laughs> mucky cow? What, what, what did you do? She <laughs> went up Big Ben. He said, "I recognise you from the Facebook." He had four. That's um, a true story. She had uh, twenty liters of two star. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Two star and four star? No. Do you not remember that? No. You used to get, do you remember, you, do you remember that Nigel? In the petrol station, yeah. you wouldn't get leaded, you wouldn't get unleaded no. and diesel, you'd get two, two star, star and four star. Yeah, and that's right, right, was there a one star as well? No, no, it was never a one Just star. Just two and no, four, was it? Two, two or four. Two or four. Okay. We always got four, we, we always got four star. Well, it's Gosh. now petrol, isn't it? Very expensive. You have to put at least to get a tenner's worth to get, any, yeah, get anywhere. Yeah, and you can't, it, the thing goes round so quickly mm. that you can't stop it dead on 15 ah, quid. But I've only just oh, worked yeah. out how yeah. to do the thing on the Tesco ones where you can pre-say that yeah. you only want to put 20 quid in and I feel like the Queen. But why would you do that? Why don't you just fill up? My mum would only yeah. ever put ten yeah. pounds worth in. Whatever she, whatever we, wherever we've been. Only if you got the money, though. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like towards been, the end of the month. Put ten pounds in. But I mean, years ago, you could do fifteen, a hundred miles for about twenty quid. Top and take me and still have change to buy a house and a bag of chips. Yeah. I can still fill up my scooter for about yeah. seven quid. It's mm. brilliant. Oh, by the way, Jerry, if you're listening, call back, please. We're having trouble contacting you. Have you Jerry heard from? Rainbow Jewels recently. Yeah, he just sent us a boring email that I deleted immediately because I couldn't be bothered to read it. Well, so, so Dame Ever Edwards was on with guests, you know, guests in the back. She had Laurie Holloway, the, the pianist, the pianist with his orchestra, Laurie Re Holloway. Recent one then, is it? Because <laughs> uh, he's quite old. I didn't realise he was still doing shows. That was a recent one. That was the Christmas one. Oh. Did you see the Kylie Christmas one with um? Didn't watch media? any telly apart from Four in a Bed. Oh. I didn't watch any Christmas and the Doctor Who Christmas special, of course. I didn't watch yeah. any Christmas telly you at never all. Guess what? They're showing on some one of the channels. I don't know which one it is. It's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is. Quite I would old. have guessed that eventually. Actually, I w eventually I would have got there. Um, yeah, because my throat's going a bit. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It must be twenty years old at least or more because. Sabrina, no, who's played Sabrina? Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. She follows me on Twitter. I've, wor I've worked with Melissa. Yeah, yeah. I've worked with Melissa. I love her. And she follows me on Twitter and I, f I, I know oh. her. Is she about f uh, 35, 40 now? Yeah. Yeah, because they, they're, sh they're showing the re-ones. They get, people get older, She's isn't not it? teenage rich mm. anymore, no. But she wasn't a teenager in the last episode she made. She was about 19 in that one. I think that's that's still, te technically that's still 19, yeah. Yeah, 19 But not really little, like a child. Like some of the, the first one she did, she was about 14, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, 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 I was about 30 when she was doing that. Mm, still didn't feel days. right, does it? I mean, it's still a long time ago. Yeah, still don't feel right though, does it? 
All right, Nigel. All right, Nigel. Listen, to, nice to talk yes. to you, mate. Do you want a song or anything? Um. What, do you, what would you like? Um. Oh, I know. I know. I've got one that Kylie. There was a Kylie song. Um. Can you do it like twice the speed so it's half the length? No, there was a different Kylie one. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Think of. Can you do the, the one? one the one that you're thinking of. Now. The one that you're thinking of. Can you do it at twice the speed so it's half mm. the length? Because we've got a lot of stuff if, to get through. It goes like this. If you were with me now, so I can't remember the words. Okay. Oh, well, then we'll leave it there, Nigel. Thank you very much snippet. indeed. There we go. You, a little teaser, a little susan, little susan. So we were watching um, uh, Bullseye. Right, an old bullseye from about 1986. Right, me and my sister. What's I had a that? text from my mum. This is going to be in capital letters. Uh-oh. Because your, your mum, and for those who don't know, Catherine's parents are swingers. And they're, <laughs> they're, an, not. they're a, an orgy, aren't they? <laughs> they're not. Look what you said. Happy New Year. All my love. Yo, you all. Love. Be render. <laughs> Three kisses. It's hard to text, isn't it, when, um... Stop it! Stop it. So, we were watching... Be <laughs> Render. We were watching Bullseye. Me and my sister and her family were watching Bullseye, right? Thanks. And from about 1986. And I said, wouldn't, what they should do now, I'll tell you what I'd watch now, right? This is on, like, Dave or Challenge or something, or Men and Motors. Hello? I'm just trying back to be Render. Okay, you tell me when you've done that, because I'm trying to have a conversation in the studio. Oh, just a she know, the last time she wrote to me was in November, so I've oh, got okay. to one of this. Thanks, uh, be Render. Yeah, no, I mean, we were only on air. Okay. <laughs> She's a Rebecca Go on, I'm done. So I said, you know what I'd watch now? If they finished this episode of Bullseye, mm -hmm. if there was an hour-long special about... Everybody that was on this episode of Bullseye. Yeah, and what they did with them speedboats. What did they do? Well, they won a holiday. What they did, did they take the holiday or did they get the money? They had a picture of the girls in the audience, their missus. Are they still with them? Are they still alive? Or I said, I would, I would watch that. An yeah. hour long, I would watch that, right? So I tweeted a picture of that, of that Bullseye, the final, right? And the fellow, there's a fellow with a big tash on it and we were all laughing at it. So I tweeted that. And I'd said that to my sister. A few minutes later, Janet Black tweets me. The fellow with the tash is Chico McQueen. He lives in my town. I went, oh. I'm guessing Chico's not his given name. Oh. Then she texted again. No, he is. He was, he was, um, like, um, Paraguayan or something. He's retired now. Used to work for the local council. He was a demon with the darts. So I got a little, I got what I wanted. I got my little update on what was going on on Chico McQueen because my youngest said that guy's moustache is very big and we were chuckling away he was a he was a demon they won um what did they win they won a holiday they won a dishwasher that was Bully's special prize they won <laughs> it wasn't a Sony Walkman radio it was an Iowa oh yeah uh Iowa personal stereo they won what else did they win but it was great oh it was great it was so good. Loved it. Jim Bowen. There were simpler times. There were. You used to count the um, winnings out in the break sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was so big. <laughs> Let's count it out during the break. <laughs> Let's go all the way to sunny California. Hey, to speak to our good friend Jerry. Good evening, good Jerry. Good day, Jerry. Hi, Ian Hey, Jerry. I like How Jerry's sassy tone. I like her Californian vibe. I want to eat some granola. I want some um, <laughs> Twinkies. Although I do have to say, Jerry, what are you lot thinking with avocado on toast? I oh. tried it this morning oh. for the first time. 
What have you got to say about that, Jerry? Well, Would you like to apologise to Catherine for avocado on toast? You know what? We love it over here, and it's so good for you. I know, but it just tasted like... Well, like avocado on toast. Yeah, that's what it would be. Tell you what my sister used to eat because she's a deviant. Um, banana on toast. Okay. So you get a banana and you'd squidge it down. I don't like squidgy banana. It starts to go brown very quickly. Yeah, banana on toast and banana sandwiches. No, I used to like syrup sandwiches Yum. and sugar sandwiches where you just get a load of sugar in a sandwich. That's the war, isn't it? Crunchy, sugar sandwiches. Crunchy and tasty and good for you. <laughs> and it's good for you. <laughs> it's good for you, young man. Yeah. Sorry, Jerry, what was that? I was doing an impression of an old man with no teeth. Oh, <laughs> I guess you have to be a Californian to, to like, appreciate the taste of avocados and bananas. You guys invented everything that, uh, that, uh, we, that we initially call it weird and wacky, and yeah. now it's the norm. You guys invented uh, the Hopi ear candle, which now everyone does. Uh, you invented, uh, meditation, which now everyone does. You invented massage, which now everyone does. You invented, um, uh... Free love. Free love, which now everyone does, because particularly Catherine's parents. <laughs> so you guys really are responsible for the decline of the Western civilization. I've yet to see, though, because I remember watching, I used to love this show called Nip Tuck, right, which was ridiculous, but it's a little bit like... That if was you've my seen, nickname at school. If you've seen Botched... You know, botched the the plastic yeah. surgery show. It was like that, but sexier and not real. Um, and there were fewer kind of hideous things that they had to correct. It was usually someone who was gorgeous anyway, and you kind of knew how it was going to end anyway. But they were always like cutting grass and putting that in like a blender and and drinking that. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. They would, that was wheat grass. Yeah. Which is not. No, 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 no. It looked oh. like grass. No, I'm not letting you have that. No, wheatgrass is not the same as grass. It looks like... No, 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 no. What they were doing wheat grass. like grass. You, you have just tried to do a fake news here. No. You've just tried to do a Donald Trump. I'm not allowing it. No, it wasn't grass, because that makes people think they can just go and pick up handfuls of turf. Oh, I'm sure it's posh grass. For, it's wheatgrass. Okay, well... Wheatgrass. They were still drinking it. Yeah, yeah. wheatgrass. Don't do that either. So, I'm so sorry, yeah. Jerry. You've come in while Mum and Dad are having an argument. I thought they... You know, I just wanted to tell you that, um, uh, can I say it? I know you don't like New Year's, but Happy New Year's to you guys. Hey, you can say it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the same, this, I'll send it back to you. Say it likewise, the same. Well, thank you, but you know, we're still in, uh, back in 2019 yeah, right now. suckers. Wait, so. We've got flying cars and time travel now. <laughs> and, uh, you, Donald Trump isn't yeah. your president anymore. Donald Trump is, uh, uh, has been, uh, beheaded by the American government yeah. for crimes against America. He's been beheaded. But Ivanka is now the president. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, that's her name. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting too much the, the news from, uh, Chuck Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> that idiot. <laughs> that idiot. Uh, um, well, we like Chuck Winkle. He's good. Hey, Jerry, it's always lovely to hear your voice. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, you're welcome. You guys have a great uh, over there uh, morning. So, um, yeah. and a and a wonderful New Year's Day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Lots of love to you and your family, Jerry. Thanks a lot. Take care. Th thank you. You too. Bye. I love Jerry. I do. I love Jerry. The fact she listens to this rubbish <laughs> in California and phones in, which is both of those things. Listening and phoning in is a lot more than anybody in this country does. Yeah, you gets. Exactly. <laughs> Careful what you call the listeners. Oh three four four. Adorable. You adorable, gorgeous, intelligent, intelligent, 
liberals. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. It's um it's getting late and it's getting bawdy, guys. Bawdy as in B A W D Y, not as in B O R E D Y. Although maybe it is getting bawdy or for you. I don't B-A-L-D-Y. know. B A L D Y. Some people pronounce it that way, don't they? Baldy. Baldy. Oh, when pe- no, when people bold. say bold, bald, bald instead of bold. Bold. Oh, he's so. Bold. They say bald. Do they say bald instead no, of bold or bold? He's, to- he's totally bald. <laughs> he's totally bold. No, they say he's so bald. So bald. You see him go and fight that tiger, he's so bald. I think they do. Uh, and this is Talk Radio. <laughs> Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. 35 minutes to go, then we're off for the rest of the week, then we're back on m- m- Monday. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. New Year's Eve space gone now, it's done. So, you know, but it's, it, this was a New Year's Eve special for people that don't really like New Year's Eve. There's a big, there's a big, Becky, I'll come to you in a second. There's big pressure on everyone to enjoy Christmas and to enjoy New Year's, and it is the last couple of years, I've, I mean, I've never really liked New Year's Eve. But with the Christmas thing, the last couple of years, I've really come to see why some people hate it and are afraid of Christmas because it's so much noise about you must have fun. And if you're not having fun, there is something wrong with you. And it's probably you've not got enough friends or you've not got enough things. And to be honest, you're spoiling it for everyone. Yeah. I get it now. I get it. Christmas is hard work. Christmas is held together by willpower. That's the only reason it works. It's willpower. It's the adult's all just kind of willing it through, um, trying to make it magic for the kids. And um, uh, uh, and it's done. And, and New Year's is, is done. It's done. We, we made it through. We made it through. Um, you, you wonder, we have to, we're in um, South London on the South Bank near London Bridge Station. And to get here, we came in, we were going to come in a bit late and then you said, oh, actually... London gets closed up for the fireworks and I'm so glad that we, we did because we got in about quarter to eight, parked up about quarter to eight and driving through London, it was, roads were getting closed, traffic was okay but it was, ju- we were just starting to get caught up in roads being closed and not being able to turn certain ways and I reckon another 45 minutes later and we would have really had to have gone out of our way to get to where we need to get to and driving back oh my god driving back's going to take hours although we are staying the extra hour and it does tend to start to ease up doesn't it no it doesn't last last few times we we finished at one but we couldn't get out of the street for an hour because the street when we were in the old place was was closed off and um uh, then you've got to go, we get sidelined all through elephant and castle oh no it's going to be a we'll finish at two we won't get back till about four I'll still be online at 11 o'clock in the morning, though, guys, if I wake up. And do you know something else? It's been totally worth it to spend the evening with you, dear listener. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, definitely. I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else. It's It's been an delight. Um, and we get paid. Let's go to <laughs> Becky. Good evening, <laughs> Becky. Hi. Hi, Becky. Hi. What you got for us? Uh, nothing, really. Just wanted to wish you all a happy new year and everything. Thank you Peace and love, peace and love, man. It's, uh, it's so all about. And so as well. Can, can I wish them happy new year? I am. Uh, I can. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. 
<laughs> Are you drunk? Yeah, we're very drunk. Excellent stuff. Go and enjoy your booze. Thank you very much indeed. I'll tell you what we'll do. Last 30 minutes of the show, call straight to air. All right. Call straight to air. Last 30 minutes of the show, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. Don't be racist. Apart from that, absolutely anything goes. You want to phone up, you want to make silly noises, beautiful. You want to phone up and explain Brexit to us. Yeah, sure, why the hell not? You want to phone up and explain the philosophy behind life. Oh, God, Christmas Day, 0344. 499-1000, Christmas Day. So I leave my house about, um, quite early, about half eight. Half eight, quarter to nine, and Christmas Day to drive for my sisters. It's just under two hours, the drive. And I turn on Radio 4. It was Claire Balding talking about the meaning of life. Okay. And it was, what is the meaning of life? Is there a meaning? Well, I think there is, but I think each person's meaning is completely different it's it's what they okay. create that's that's then is that the end claire balding it was the most i know it's a, it's a it's a lazy shorthand it was the most alan partridge thing i've ever heard it might it was like it'd been script written for alan partridge and she was reading it out Gosh. it was incredible we're going to take calls straight to air alex so put your feet up have a brewski keep your finger near the dumb button yeah keep your finger near the dumb button line one you're on the wireless Hi there, is that me, I hope? Ah, uh, it is Platinum you. What you got? Yes, go on. Platinum number 30 report. Well done. Now, favourite yeah. of all the cards, whatever the number was. It's our favourite one. Over there. Turn your radio off. My phone. Turn my radio off. I didn't realise it was on. It's all right. Somebody's turned it on. Sorry about that. Is that better? That's better. What can Perfect. we do for you? I just want to wish you compliments of the season. Oh, jeez. Is this what the next yeah, 30 minutes is going to be? People phoning up and saying Happy no, New no, Year? No, 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 no. I say compliment of the season. It's the same it's thing, drunk old lady. Drunk grandma. I'm not a drunk grandma. I haven't had a drop. I'm watching, I'm watching some terrible That's Adam so Sandler so. films, including one called That's My Boy, which is actually quite offensive. But there is a bit where um, he uh, he seduces the, the really old grandma. It's, fu it's funny, but it's, it's actually quite a horrible movie, so don't anyone watch it. <laughs> Oh, well, don't forget to watch that Doctor Who special. Well, I will watch it and I will rewatch it. I love them Doctor Who specials. I love the multiple Doctor Who's. Line two, you're on the wireless. Happy Easter. There we go. You see, that's it. Now we're talking. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I forgot to ask Alex. Have we got trailers at half past or? No. Nope. Fine. Fair enough. I think but I may have... Oh, I don't know. I don't bother. I don't care. All the shows are excellent. It'd be so hard All to choose. All the shows are excellent. Whatever. Just imagine, pick a... Pick in your mind's eye, dear listener, one of our colleagues, Julia Hartley Brewer, Michael Graham, Matthew Wright, Eamon, Eamon Holmes, James Whale. And imagine their show. Good, isn't it? Excellent. Line one, you're on the wireless. He's playing the Sir Robin song yeah. from um, the Holy Grail by Neil Innes, but unfortunately, so we can't hear it. It's like he's playing it. You remember um, old um, 
You remember when you get a tape recorder that was like a proper tape recorder and you'd get an earpiece to go with it and it was like this sort of pink, thick wire that came out of it and it was like a, a what we used to call a deaf aid. You remember like it was like mm. a big pink plug, hearing aid, a big pink plug and you put it in your ear. It sounded like he was playing the brave Sir Robin through that big pink plug but the plug being nowhere near his phone. We used to call them deaf aids, didn't we, hearing aids? I guess that would be offensive. I, I, I don't quite see why. I don't quite see why, but maybe. Uh, let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Remember it. Uh, um, film is a film show. It's a quiz about films. Picture House Film Club. Presented by Chris Kelly. It wasn't Chris Kelly. Guy that curly hair. Michael Earl. Michael. Oh. Okay. Uh. Clapperboard. Clapperboard. That's what it's called. I'm saying. I'm saying clapperboard. If anyone knows. I'm saying clapperboard, but if anyone can, can verify that one way or the other, do let us know. Line four, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run, you gotta count your money. When you're sitting at the table, they'll be kind enough for counting when the dealing's done. Do you know what? Uh, when we, I, I very nearly opened tonight's show with that song. I very nearly opened the show on Friday, um, when we had that week off and then we did Friday's show with, with that song. Gosh. I thought that song's very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song that you don't hear. That's the gambler, right? Yeah. Kenny Rogers. He made like five movies of the gambler yeah five movies of the gambler did he get it right in the end or no uh, who knows who it's a great song he didn't know when to fold it line six you're on the wireless is <laughs> it better <laughs> nasty ways Still, it's still not great, but it's better. Thank you. Uh, line seven, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Hello. Oh, Ollie sounds like he's being held upside down by Don Arden. <laughs> out of a window. What did you do? You should have paid the band on the night. <laughs> it's a great reference that not many people will get. Dave's got it at home. Well done, Dave. Thank you. Ollie, what can oh, we do for you it. on this magnificent, uh, magnificent moment in our lives? Uh, why are they, why is it magnificent? Because we're speaking to you. Oh, that's very charming of you. I mean, the chances uh, of us, all, uh, any of us being born is already a miracle, and yet here we are all meeting at this point in time. The chances of anything coming to Earth from Mars are a million to one, <laughs> but still <laughs> they come. <laughs> Please don't bring Mars into this. Um, oh. how's, uh, Happy New Year. How's... Oh. What, what, what's your, uh... Why are you, what, what are you hiding from someone? Why, why are you sounding so panicked? <laughs> are you high on drug? Have you it. taken a drug? I've, well, I'm on some drugs. Have you smoked uh, a bit of weed tonight? Uh, 
No, no, it's proper legal drugs. It was screen test with Michael Rod. Oh, well, nearly. Very close. Top aboard with Michael Curlier, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Curlier. Google him. Google Michael Rod and then apologise. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Imolate. Uh, uh, thank you, Jimmy. And uh, thank you, Pank Pansky. Hello. Yeah, Ali, yes? Uh, um, are you Jimmy going Curlier. vegan next year as part of the New Year's? Am I going to go vegan in 2021? Yeah. I haven't... 2020? No, you said next year, mate. Yeah, Curlier. Oh. <laughs> you said next year, Ollie, I'm afraid. Uh, so... This, this year. Yo, so I've got to take your first question. One question per call. You asked, am I going <laughs> vegan next year? I will certainly consider it, yes. But 2020, I'm going to eat my way through a cow oh, while no. it's alive. Are you going to do veganuary? No, no, no. I'm just going to do January the way Jesus intended it. Line nine, you're on the wireless. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I've seen born hat and I work all day. I've got damn peas, I've got high heels, suspenders and a bra. That's fine. It's 2020. I've, I've, I, I don't really, bras don't really work for me, but suzzies, they do. Let's go to line 10. You're on the wireless. If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, join the club. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's go to line one. Going around the, around the board. Line one, you're on the wireless. Good evening. Good evening, Kath. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I, I tried to play you the tale of Sir Robin. It didn't work. It's difficult it playing a bit of audio well. down the old uh, down the old phone for some yeah. reason. But but yeah. their sentiment is certainly appreciated. Yeah, and can I just say thank you for doing the alternative night uh, late night Look. New Year's Eve hmm? rubbish. It's the right words, just not necessarily in the right <laughs> order. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the New Year stuff it, it just don't get me. It, uh, no. oh, just don't get me. We've done even less this year, and I think in previous years we've talked about even a bit more, and this year. We, we haven't, and no one died. <laughs> no one died. No. We, we got away with it, and I think it's nice. This may be the last time we do this, and I just think it's nice to have a space that people can come to that isn't fireworks and cannons and bells and <laughs> and all of that stuff, because that don't work for everybody. For a lot of people, it's a I really think, sad think, time. No. Yeah, because I've not... Here we go. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Okie dokie doggy, daddy. Let us go to line three. You're on the wireless. Hello? Okay, well, that didn't work. Um, let's take a quick break. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail worker. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Here we go. Last twenty minutes of the show. Then we're back on Monday. Uh, let's go to line three. You're on the wireless. Hello, line three. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Who's this? It's Simon King's... Hey. It's the daughter of King of Simon. <laughs> Hello, your majesty. It is the princess Simon, <laughs> the daughter 
of the King of Simons. Princess Simon, do you have your own name that we may use, or do we address you as Princess Simon? Do I use my real name or Princess Simon? <laughs> Don't ask the king. Oh, my father's the king of Simons. I have to be careful. Yes. Princess Charlotte. Princess Charlotte. What may we do for you, ma'am? Um, ma'am. Why don't you jam? I don't know. Oh! What was your best... Your Majesty, may I ask you, what were your top two Christmas presents this year, please? A laptop. What? And a kitten. What? What is this? How old are you? Turn your tell your dad to turn your radio off, the Muppet. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the Majesty. <laughs> yeah, your dad's a m Majesty. How old are you, Princess? I turned eleven yesterday. Okay, I think. Uh, well, oh. Happy birthday for yesterday, Princess Charlotte, daughter of the King of Simons. Do you have any older brothers or sisters? Um, yes. Oh. I have five sisters and one brother. Uh, are they all older than you? Yes. Ah, uh, with respect... Other than one. One with, of them's younger. Uh, with respect, you're a nobody then. You're not next in line to the throne of the King of Simon, no, so... But she gets to swan around in posh no. rocks and look yeah, nice. I'm going to kill everybody else. Ah, she has plans. Holy jackamole! Your Majesty! It sounds like a most excellent plan, and if I can be of any assistance, Your Majesty, please consider me your humble servant. <laughs> <laughs> What did you, did, do you, what do you get for your birthday? What was kind of birthday and Christmas combined? Um, I got a kitten. Okay, so you got two kittens. One for Christmas and one for your birthday. No, just one. I asked you what you got for Christmas, you said a kitten. Careful. I then asked you what you got for your birthday, you said a kitten. One of those answers is a lie. Careful, she'll throw you in the dungeon. Oh, I forgot. Um, <laughs> what, tell me what the kitten looks like. Describe it. It's black. All black. The best, the best, the best, the best. Boy or a girl? Girl. And what, have you named it yet? Aurora. Aurora, oh. oh. Uh, you, how old is she, do you know? She's 11 weeks. Oh, tiny, tiny. You, Princess Charlotte, are going to have the best, best, i got four cats, two of them are kittens. You are going to have the best time. You and Aurora are going to be best friends. Does she sleep on your bed yet? No, because we only got her today. Oh, 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 where is she now? Where is she now? She's next to the door. Oh, I'm watching the five other cats. Oh, 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 o
you knew you got it. That joke was just for you, from me, private joke, um, which only uh, intelligent people who know their rock history would get. So, Dave, congratulations. That's another five points. Well done, my pretty, you, pretty sir. pet. Thank you, Dave. Dave is, Dave is now leading all of the callers with over a million points. <laughs> None of the callers have any other points. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Ian, I'm sorry. I don't accept your sorry. apology. Please, sorry. Nope. nope. I'm starting 2020 as I mean to carry on, and I will not be accepting apologies, ever. Really? Yep. Kath? Sorry. Kath is unsure what you're apologising for. I know full well what you're apologising for. Because I swore. Oh. You are a dirty, Kath, don't you swear as well! I said a dirty boy. I'm glad you're I'm sorry. sorry. You should be sorry. You let yourself down. Smack your bum. I apologise. I apologise to you. Smack oh. your bum. And the lift. What? Me smack my bum? Yeah. Smack your bum, boy. All right, hang on. Hang on. Ouch. On the bare skin. Oh, did you really, did you really notice that? Yes. yes. On the bare skin. Okay. There we go. I still don't forgive you because you're a dirty, dirty man. Of course don't I you. do. Don't worry. It was, it was an accident. Don't happened. you ever let me hear you do that again. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just get a caller to take his trousers down and slap his own bum. Um, if that doesn't win a speech broadcaster of the year, I just don't know what will. It's part of the really interesting um, relationship <laughs> we have with our audience. <laughs> I'm five. You're on the wireless. I have to push the tram a lot. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Midnight! Oh! Why? Why? Why can you, you explain? That? Can you explain what that is to people that don't, that don't know, so that no one ever does it again, please? Okay, do you want to listen away because I don't want to upset you? Okay, I'm, I'm listening away. When Ian was a little boy, his mum got a phone call, and he thought, "Oh gosh, it's late it's, at night." The phone rang. I think Morecambe and Wise was on. And of course, it's that. Oh well, gosh, what's this? And his mum answered the phone, and then didn't say anything. And then ashen faced replaced the handset, and he said, "What was it, mum? What was it?" It was the strangest thing. It was just, well, it was a voice I didn't recognise, and all they said was, Midnight. Like six. Why would my mum tell me that? And she did the voice. It was voice. the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. It's <laughs> awful. Why would my mum do that Why to me? Why would she do the voice? And now we get this this sicko. It may even be the same person for all we know. Yeah. Probably is the same person 40 years later. Just playing the long game, yeah. Jeez. Let's go to uh, 0344. Four nine nine one thousand calls straight to air. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It looks like we made it once again. Nearly four hours of, well, of nothing, really. And yet everything. (laughs) Yeah, everything. Uh, It's going to take us hours 
You can still call. We've got another ten, uh, seven minutes, 20 seconds to go, dear listener. So if you want to give us a call, now is the time. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, it's a tough time mental health-wise as well, Christmas and New Year. And partly is that pressure. I've actually been all right because I've been every day... I have made myself, because we had that extra kind of week off earlier than was perhaps expected, I've, every day I've, I've really kind of checked in with myself and have made double effort to, um, prevent any kind of slippage down in terms of, of, of mental health. So I've been doing, I've been talking to you, I've been talking to my new sponsor, been going to AA meetings, started meditating again, having baths. Oh, that bath. Oh, Catherine, the bath. I'm going to, give me £10, I'll let you have a bath in my bath. That's a bit weird, mate. No, I know it is a little bit weird, but it's, it's an amazing bath. Honestly, just going in there, turn the, there's a dimmer switch in the bathroom, guys. Turn the lights down low, light a candle. Are you going to sack off the heated floor? I might keep the heated floor. Every, everyone liked it when they came over, so I, mean, I think it's rubbish. But having baths, uh, eating a bit better, getting out, making, just trying to get out of the house, um, playing video games, but not too long, but then talking to people when I'm playing video games. Self-care, treating yourself yeah, nicely. It's all so okay. That's what I've been doing. And tomorrow, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do a little stream at 11, which everyone is welcome to join. Might be a brief one. Uh, going to meditate. Might play a bit of Call of Duty because I've not played it all week. Stream that, then go and see the boys. Have a night, have a night with the lads. Lads! Um, let's, we've got a, one more call coming in here. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Happy Easter. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us, uh, a call. I'm trying to think what else has happened. Nothing really. I've talked about Mark Hamill. Liking a tweet, I've talked about getting less stuff and and focusing on things. Um, talked about the boys. Talked about mental health. Talked about meditation. I haven't made, literally haven't made any notes. Oh, New Year's Eve scumbags. So far we have Mark who doesn't like Mario Kart and David Babcock because he's a baby denier. Um, that was a phone in we were going to do and it's a bit late to introduce that now. Line one, you're on the wireless. So I've really been getting into Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. I like the song where she goes, um, uh, make your mama mad, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, make, might seduce your dad type. I like that. She does a lot of whispering in her songs. Right. Make your mama sad type. Oh, Make your girlfriend mad type. Might seduce your dad type. It's creepy. When it is it. creepy. It's creepy. Oh, when I do it. I do apologize. What is that song? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard it. Billy Eilish. Make your... There we go. Make your mama sad type. It's, it's, a, it's a great... Bad guy. Oh, it's a great song. Listen to this. Listen, this is a great... Has got swears? Um, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. No, but Billie Eilish doesn't swear. Okay. Billie Eilish doesn't swear. Come on, what are you talking about? What is this? What is this? I'm just trying to introduce the kids to some uh, recent um, hits, pop songs that I've been listening. I've been listening to pop radio stations, and it's there we go. Here we go. Listen to this. Oh. 
my Invisalign has worked. I don't know what that, I don't know what she's saying there. What's Invisalign? Oh, Invisalign is a brace. Okay, here we go. T-Bone and Skanksy. I don't know what their name is, but I, they've been tweeting me. Me and uh, with, with Pretty Tight, Skullbone and um, Wangnut. Uh, I don't know what they're okay. called. Okay, tell you what I've had enough of this yeah. holiday. Yeah. Dance Monkey. What's that? Dance for me, dance for me, dance for don't me. Uh oh. It's number one. It's been number one oh. for the longest time in UK history. Incorrect. Number one is um, Sausage. I Like Sausage Rolls. By Lad, well, Lad it depends Bible. who you're listening to. Oh. I was listening to, uh, listening to the, hit, the hits, I think. Oh, no, Capital. Way. Let's go to line two. Two, you are quite possibly the last call of uh, 2016. I don't know what that is. Oh, the girls love that. Okay. Is it, um, is raining tacos? No, it's pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Okay. But I, I like think that. they get shot out of the air. Uh, line one, you're the last call of, uh, this century. Oh, that's nice. Hello, how are you? I'm James. Do you remember me? No, I don't, James. And we've only got, um, uh, 60 seconds, so we're not going to have much time to re-establish oh, this relationship. Well, happy new year. I was the guy who played James Taylor for you. Ah, James, it's James Taylor on the phone, yes. Yes, yeah. But I've, I've been out to a drag night tonight, so I'm all in drag. I... Okay. Hello? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, we've, we've had a great time. And, um, that all these things like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race and all that stuff. That's, I, I'm, really I'm well aware of drag. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah. Oh, listen, we're out of time, James. Well, anyway, it's been nice to uh, to wish you a happy new year, and, and may may all your problems and that uh, be in the past year, and all everything nice for you in, in the new year. Thank you very much, um, uh, Confucius. Thank you, James. Thank you, uh, Lady Alex. I hope I get to see you again soon because it's been a joy having you on the other side of the glass. Thank you, Catherine. Hey, you're Love you. Happy New Year. Okay, thanks. No, I love you, my mate. I know he's, you know, it's been I a love pleasure. you back, but don't tell anyone. Um, Kate Borsay's up next, dear listener. We'll be back on Monday. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.